Hey, this is Big Sexy Kevin Nash, and you're listening to the Radio Impound Podcast. So, um, yeah, before we got uh, disconnected, uh, we were talking about, uh, hey, what happened, by the way? You're, you're, you just hung up on me, or what? No, my, I was getting out of the truck, uh, I had the phone a certain way, and started dialing somebody else that I hadn't talked to in, like, you know, eight years. Oh, my God. Oh, man. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like pushing the cancel button. Oh, you know? no. And I canceled both calls. Yeah. <laughs> Have they responded yet? No. Yeah. So I got out of that. Yeah. Whew. You know how it is. It's a close call. I do know how that is. Sometimes I'm messing around with the... Um contacts like just messing around with the you know just making different settings with contacts and stuff and i'll click on a contact but i would dial it and i'm like no and no no matter how fast you are with hanging it up it i guess it just automatically rings on their end because Mm -hmm. because they're like did you try calling me and i'm like oh it was a mistake you know but i'm like it doesn't ring on my end but i guess as soon as you as soon as you hit that i guess it instantly gets through with them so they're probably right now looking at their phone like jason rona i haven't heard from him in eight years <laughs> exactly hmm wow okay so uh you got the nwo truck now where did you buy this at uh you know a guy that <clears throat> just he does a lot of rc monster trucks on facebook <clears throat> You know, he builds different themed trucks, and if he gets tired of them, he he sells them. So this particular truck, he said he actually never ran it. He just built it. Uh, And so I'm actually, we have an event coming up at the Bigfoot Open House on June 1st. So uh, I needed what they call a sport mod truck. Uh, which is a class they dedicate to. It's kind of the least expensive uh, version of having a, a race truck, I guess you could say. Okay. So this class, Sport Mod, I, I wanted to get a truck for it. This one was like, I was like, you know what? This thing's uh, pretty close. So I got it, and I'm going to do some stuff to it and add some of my own things and yeah but uh you know you can never leave anything alone so that's awesome but yeah so yeah this nwo which is uh during the mid 90s uh, i guess wcw sponsored a, a monster truck um, and they just put some all black bodies just said nwo on it and had like these shiny wheels on it or flat caps mm-hmm. yeah, and that's, sure how the guy bu- that's how the guy built this RC truck and so that's cool so I think you know I'll do some stuff and 
uh, try to make it look look cool. Maybe I'll run mm-hmm. it as the NWO. Oh, that'd be awesome. You know what? Just for I this, need to get a, I need to get a T-shirt though. Yeah, I have one, but you can still you can buy new ones. You can. Yeah. Off of WWE.com. Go to the store and click right there. Boom. So what did? Uh, <clears throat> what was I gonna so say? So WWE ended up buying WCW. Is that what happened? Yeah. I'll send you all the links, and uh, for all you wrestling fans out there, I'll post the links also for you, so you can watch them. (laughs) 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 I know. They're probably like, God, just get on with the interview with Cody. Which I I, I told Cody we're running a little late, so I told him about 6.15. He said, perfect. Okay. Um, And also, at the beginning of this uh, podcast, I'm going to drop the uh, Kevin Nash. uh, Remember when Kevin Nash gave the... Hey, this is Big Sexy Kevin Ash. You're listening to the Radio Impound Podcast. Mm-hmm. NWO, baby. So that was a big deal, huh? Yeah. Yep. You know what you know what I didn't really realize through <clears throat> all that, you know, kinda So anyway, we were saying that I was kinda looking into all that because I have this truck and I was like, Well, somebody people ask me about uh, the NWO I kind of wanted to know a little bit about it yeah you wanted to know what it stood for oh New World Order well, okay. uh, <laughs> yeah I mean I knew that part but yeah. I kind of wanted to know what the real kind of the backstory. so Jason's in our group chat and he's like talking about NWO and I think you mentioned um, about Rick Flair or something. I don't know what you're. I was like, "What are you doing?" And you're, you know, you're, oh, I'm listening. I'm watching this or listening. I'm like, "Why?" And then you send me a picture of the monster truck that you bought. I was like, yep. "You son of a bitch." I was like, "Damn you! I want that monster truck." I told you I'll send it up to you to do a promo when I'm done. You want me to cut a promo? I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'll figure it out. Yeah, you should be able to cut a promo. After so, all that wrestling you've watched. Um, you can go to... Do you still have the WWE Network? I don't think so. Oh, well, you ought to get that, and you can go on there and watch the uh, Monday Night Wars, and there's a whole history of it there. Oh, so they talk about that situation. Yeah, it's like an hour long or whatever, and it uh, gives you good info on it, and all the interviews with everybody involved, McMahon, Bischoff. Um, you can also listen to uh, Eric Bischoff's new podcast, 83 Weeks. I saw that uh, <clears throat> when I was listening to that, I noticed they, you know, they talked about the lawsuit they had between them and the WWE and WWE won the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Boy, Ted Turner and McMahon hated each other. Boy. Ted Turner. But I guess Ted Turner called McMahon up and said, "I'm in the wrestling business now." 
And McMahon said, well, that's good. He goes, that's that's good, but I'm in the entertainment business. <laughs> you know what I didn't realize is, I mean, I obviously I did realize it, but one thing that stuck out to me is how much that Vince McMahon throws himself into so many storylines and doesn't mind being sort of the, uh, you know, the whooping boy of the whole thing just yeah. to make the story the the McMahon uh Steve Austin era was just so awesome stone cold god you really uh, what I, I I I didn't see any of that and I god, didn't realize you need to go back big... you need to get the network and just go back and watch that stuff what I didn't realize is how popular <clears throat> that stone cold Steve Austin was hmm it was unreal. I mean, I heard people. I heard people talk about it, and you know, I heard the, you know, saw some shirts here and there, but I never, I never re- realized that he was on the Hulk Hogan level in terms of, uh, you know, sales and you know, um, or the, the draw, right? That's the buzz term. Yeah. It was the it was the draw. I didn't realize that he's on the Hulk Hogan level, um, and. And even one of the guys, I don't remember in that podcast, one of them said that in terms of money, that Stone Cold actually was bigger than Hogan. Right. Absolutely. And and, and they said a lot of that has to do with prices going up and, you know, uh, you know, it's like if a ticket in the 80s to see Hogan was 20 bucks and then they're 50, you know, or whatever the case. Yeah, is. and the pricing, you know, they merchandise too, and stuff like that. Yeah, they said yeah. it's not really adjusted necessarily adjusted for that, but just dollars to dollars, <clears throat> you know, Stone Cold's obviously bigger, um, which is impressive. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't think. I mean, just kind of like casually, I wouldn't have thought that anybody would have been close to Hogan. Um, but you know. That's the. That was my perception. You got to go back and watch and, the, the Attitude Error. I mean, you have to watch that whole storyline between McMahon and Austin. It was just so freaking good, <laughs> you know. And it was like people can live through Austin because Austin was against his boss. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he was fighting back and beating him up and stuff. It was just good. And McMahon was really good. I mean, he he really made that storyline work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think Austin even credits McMahon for making it. Like, he thinks that McMahon was actually better at it than he was during that run. But it was really good. Yeah, it's it's interesting to go back and hear a lot <clears> of those <throat> old stories and because he... It doesn't necessarily just it doesn't really necessarily have to do with wrestling. There's a lot of business going on there yeah. and different different things happening that aren't even it's it's not even really about wrestling. No, it's about the business side of it. That's what I love about that whole um WCW versus WWF. I mean, it was you know, the business aspect of it I love, like the, the two, you know, Bischoff and McMahon going at it, Ted Turner McMahon if you want to say it that way, but um mm-hmm. 
I just love that whole thing there. And I just love listening to Bischoff talk about that time. And, you know, he just came out with that new podcast. And it's just great to listen to that. It's like over an hour of just talking about the business side of it, you know, and how they were mm-hmm. trying to attack WWE and take them down. It's just really good stuff. Yeah, and they obviously had a really good thing going. Uh, I don't really know. What do you know? What exactly unraveled it? Was it just well, AOL, AOL, AOL came in and bought uh, Time Warner, and the the suits at AOL didn't really like wrestling. Okay. So you know, without getting all into it really deep, that was the main fall of it. Bischoff couldn't get anything approved. He couldn't get his budget raised, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because they just didn't really care about that aspect of the network they they just kind of uh, okay. they didn't want to prove anything they didn't nobody would work with eric on anything so when aol came in that was the fall of it okay and you know all of a sudden bischoff's buddy ted turner was gone he wasn't the guy he went to anymore mm-hmm. and that's when he ran into problems hmm. yeah. they just yeah. didn't didn't like it yeah, I mean, and, and what was interesting is because, you know, they had, you know, or they didn't have to convince, but they partly had to convince Hogan to be play the heel or the bad guy character, and uh, they obviously had a huge investment into his contract, and they kind of admittedly were like, you know, hey, the good guy, you know, yellow and red wasn't selling anymore, mm-hmm. you know, like it, like it did in the old days, and that whole turn that he did really kind of revitalized his whole career. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting that, you know, like a lot of back and forth, they up until the, like they didn't even, they were still questioning whether he was going to show up and, and do what they had agreed on. Cause there were so many people that were in his corner that didn't want him to do it. And, um, it's, it's funny because, it, like you said, you know, people, it's like, oh, fake wrestling's fake and all this kind of stuff. And what was weird is when you w- listen to this stuff and you, you hear the people talk about their uh, their their wrestling, um, even though the results are predetermined and, it's a, you know, they have a storyline and all that kind of stuff, but they're very protective over their image and um, their wins and losses. Mm-hmm. And like they said that Hogan was like, he wouldn't, you know, purposely, you know, there's X people he just refused to lose to. Like, it's like, nope, nope. You know, like yeah. if he had so much power, he could just say, nope, that's not happening. Right. And, um, very protective. Yeah. And, and, and even, you know, talk, you know, even when they talk about all the people there, they, they, they spend so much time with those characters that uh, it's such a big thing for them because it's like they kind of are that character in a way. It's like they said, like the ultimate warrior had a run, but he, you know, he really didn't do, couldn't do any other character. So Mm -hmm. it was like when that style came out, like went out of fashion or whatever. He was done. Yeah. 
anyway. Plus, plus he didn't really want to uh, work with anybody on anything. He didn't want to change his style at all. So I don't know if he could have, but he didn't want to even try. Yeah, they said he was like the goofiest guy to talk to. Yeah, um, of, they didn't get along with him either. Yeah, nobody really. A lot of people didn't really like him, hmm. and just wasn't. They said he wasn't a good worker. You know, uh, yeah, not really a lot of good information about him. And they said Vince kind of Vince loved him just because the way he looked, and he kind of propelled him through the ranks and yeah. became a top star there for that for that time period. But because you know, it sold, sold that sold that gimmick on the people and they liked that music and that ring entrance and yeah sure had a did. nice little thing for a while <clears throat> hmm well yeah there you go there's your wrestling news <laughs> yeah but that's cool you got the NWO truck yep like rocking it. the NWO maybe we'll Maybe we'll try it out at the Bigfoot Open House. See how she runs. When is that? Do some stuff. June first. June first. Okay. Where's that at? Uh, Pacific, Missouri, which is right near St. Louis. Got it. So. Am I going that? Am I going to that with you? I don't know that's your schedule on that one. Um, I have to look. Would make sense, you know, especially around the NWO truck. That's true. You could help put it over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at you with the wrestling terms. See, I got it, dude. You, you learned I'm a lot. It. Yeah, learned a lot. Yeah, I got the draw. Putting someone over. What's the call when the uh, the crowd goes crazy? The the pop. Yep. Got wow. that. Getting that's, up on the uh, terminology. That's awesome. Good stuff. What was I going to pull up here? Oh, yeah. Um, June 1st, Pacific, Missouri. We got, we got Silver State going on right now. Okay. So I've been kind of checking in. Yes, yeah, so you guys are doing live videos from there. Yeah, we did some. Uh, Live RC doesn't really like us to do uh, oh. any kind of live coverage of the actual racing. You could just do a little bit, right? I mean, you could put up there what, like a minute or two or something. Well, well, we he, we can pre-record it and then put it up, but he doesn't want us to be live if he's like the number one media guy oh, okay. there. Oh, all right. So oh, like, I thought I was watching so like a live if, video. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, we did some that was live. Oh, okay. Practice, I think. Practice. Practice. Yeah, so we did some was live, but, um, yeah, since they're there, uh, kind of like their event, so, um, yeah, we're not live right now, but it's all good. I mean, Thomas is there taking photos and, you know, do some pre-recorded stuff video and um, 
the first year they've ran the track indoors at this uh, South Point Hotel and Casino. Mm-hmm. So Joey the Dirt building a, you know, built a whole eighth scale track, built a fifth scale track. Man, looks nice, man. Yeah, it is. It's just uh, the guys are struggling a little bit because it's. Well, when you've never been somewhere before, yeah, it's real bumpy, and and it's just going to get more bumpy. Hmm. Off-road bumpy. That doesn't mix. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the tough part. It's not that it's bumpy. It's you know when you haven't been running much recently on bumpy tracks you kind of have to readjust yeah and it's not like the results are much different right you know when you look down the results I'm just busting you off road guys gotta have everything smooth well it's the consistency is what kind of gets you right well what are you gonna do I mean hell they just made the track Mm mm-hmm I mean, it looked beautiful when it was finished, and now it's getting kind of dry and beat up. So, mm. you know, we got to, you know, usually all these tracks we've been to before, so we have some kind of basis on what tire and how the track, uh, you know, changes. And uh, when you go to these places for a first time, it's, you know, everything's kind of new. So you got to, you know, kind of make adjustments on the fly and see what, if it works and mm-hmm. you got to watch the track because the track is constantly changing. So it's drying and getting bumpier every single time, uh, every time you're out. So good to keep an eye on it. And that's all you can really do. I texted with Mayfield a little bit, talked with Thomas some, I mean, you have like, what's funny is we got event going on in the Philippines right now. Oh yeah, what the Where hell is that one? David Aronafalk's over at the Philippines. Uh, they have a an event Scotty Ernst puts on called the Philippine Masters. Okay. And it's kind of the complete opposite track situation. Like this track is super smooth, real cool looking layout. There's no doesn't look bumpy. Uh, and then they have I don't know what they put on the track. Like it's oil, I think. Oil? Yeah, I think they put oil on the track. Okay. Which actually, like the cars, uh, it actually is a really good, uh, it's a pretty nice thing to put on the track if you're allowed because the tire wear uh, goes down. You don't, the tires don't wear as much. There's no dust. Wow. And the and cars are su- and it's super consistent to drive on and it's environmental friendly yeah not exactly but no um oh it's not vegetable oil i don't know what it is <laughs> to be honest quaker state 10w30 yeah but it always works great huh like they used it in thailand wow when we were there several years back 
so it's always been it's always been popular uh, over there because it just keeps things together and yeah I don't think you'll ever see that over here no environmentalists will be all over that yeah you're not going to get too much by them on that damn so what's the hot setup at the Silver States what tires are you guys running Right now they're running the Reflex tire, uh, I think, on Buggy. Probably Triple D's on Truggy. Okay. That's kind of the... But, you know, it's compounds are going to change. You know, depending on how things change. And, and it's like a totally different compound that, you know, David's running totally different stuff over at the Philippine Masters. Uh, they've only ran one round of qualifying so far there, but he did TQ the buggy round. Um, but, yeah, he... Just totally has two totally different conditions. What's he running? He's running our detox tire, uh... R2 compound, which is our long wear, uh, kind of our first long wear compound. And people love that tire, the detox. Detox. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> I don't know that it's, I don't know that it is our best eight scale tire ever, but it's probably one of the top three for sure. Wow. That's cool. I think previous to the world's previous to the world's in Italy, our best tire ever was probably the hybrid in eight scale. That was probably our best eight scale tire. And then we did the world's in uh, Italy. We made the reflex tire and now the reflex has kind of taken over for the hybrid, and then we made a triple D. And those are kind of our two, probably our two best eight scale tires, and then the detox. Mm. So those three kind of probably our best three eight scale tires of all time, I'd say. All time. Nice. Who t- who takes credit for designing those? You or Allison? Jazzy? <laughs> it's a team effort. Um, That's the right answer. See that? You're a good dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some that, I, that I've designed 100%. There's some that I haven't. Uh, there's some that they're all based on, you know, what direction we need to go and what direction I think we need to go. So uh, they're kind of all on my plate. Um, so one way or another, they're my projects. But um, Are we ever, yeah, ever, ever going to run out of they're... patterns to do for tires? I mean, you guys just thought about everything, haven't you? Yeah, that's probably a good question. It's like, how much further can you go? doesn't seem like we will. Yeah, all right. Hmm. I sent you some photos here so you can see like kind of where they started in Vegas and then you can see some of like David's 
race in the Philippines, and you can kind of see like how dark the track is. And oh my gosh! I mean, it looks like this this one picture of his car going through a turn. It really looks like he's driving on motor oil. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the one I'm looking at right now. That's that's hilarious. That's what it looks like. But I mean, it's great for the cars, the track. Yeah. The, I mean. You don't have to worry about the dust. I mean, when I was at P&B, and I love P&B, the race at Psycho Nitro, but, I mean, I think just, like, recently, I kind of, my sinuses got over the dust that's there. Oh, really? And it's crazy. But, I mean, if they put oil on the track, it wouldn't happen. That'd be great. Oh look! Hey, this is... oh, next year. Next year you'll have Bobby Moore out there as these big uh, fifty-five gallon drums of oil. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing, buddy? Nothing. 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 Nothing at all. Nothing to see here. Nothing. Nothing to see here. You guys just uh, you go away, and in the morning the track will be sweet. Wow! Look at these photos. This is crazy. Yeah. Pure black. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I I love that condition personally because I think it's consistent. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, the, the the tire uh, the tire wear and everything is really good, especially if you run the tires made for those conditions. I mean, David says he has a tire with two and a half hours on it. Wow. Yeah, dude, you're not going to be able to do so, this ever over here, ever. I mean, you you, no. you just drop oil on the ground over here and you're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. What do we got here? What do we got here, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. But, yeah, we got some great races going on right now. Yeah. I mean, this is a good time to, you know, we just came off our first our first ever carpet national, we had a, you know, cause we have our indoor national series, which is dirt. And then we, uh, we have a, a turf Nats, which is in Connecticut. And now we have a, a carpet Nats, which is in Oregon. And the guys just got back from there, you know, it was a couple races ago, but that was a successful race. Hmm. Mayfield and Spencer ran really well out there. Uh, the Casey Vital's uh, indoor track called Northwest Hobbies. Good one, good one. It's a good race. And I was just at OCRC over the weekend, last weekend, did the stock mats there. Yeah, how'd that go? But uh it was sold out uh sold out event no uh no available entries i believe wow uh so they have two classes they have a sportsman stock and then they have a pro so, you know, there's some people that, you know, they're like, oh, my God, you know, you got Spencer and Dakota and these guys are running stock, Dustin Evans, which under normal conditions I totally wouldn't agree with. But this particular race, 
OCRCs actually wants those guys to run the pro stock class and then have the sportsman guys run the sportsman stock, which it works okay. Mm -hmm. It's just, I just hate stock. So it's so boring to me. (laughs) Um, But guys love it. It's, they were, you know, full. The race was full. And, you know, what can you say? It was real popular. Hmm. But it took me a while to kind of, like, wrap my head around, all right, you know, kind of got to get into this. Yeah. Stock cars, you know. Because before that, it's just like, oh, man. You know, everyone's complaining about, you know, speed and, you know, oh, I got to get more power and this and that. It's just like, oh, come on. <laughs> it's like, you know how you get more power? You run modified. There you go. But, you know, that's not really what they're talking about. What they're talking about is I want more power in comparison to, uh, you know, yeah, standard stock. This guy looks like he has, yeah, this guy looks like he has more power than me. And what yeah. do I need to do? Yeah. You know, brushes and spring combos. Yeah. <laughs> As you were saying. 4495s with green and purple springs. I don't know. Yeah, what did, how did they say it back then? I forget. I think it was Trinity 4495s. E-brush. I remember the E-brush. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know why, but I remember that. Yeah. We used to sell a shit ton of those, man. Yeah, because they wear out. It's just great. Put them, put new ones in all the time. Great for Ernie. A lot of money came through, came in. Springs and brushes, man. Yeah, for... sell a ton of those things. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not anyone's fault. It's just that's you know. Well, that's what it was. was that was racing. That's what it was. That was racing. Yep, absolutely. If you wanted to race and you wanted to work on your stuff, then it was kind of fun work trying to get the most yeah. out of your motor, you know. Well, that, the guys still—that's uh, still the thing. You yeah, know, you still have motor guys, and you know, like Ron Schur from Sure Speed and Hobby Wing. Yeah, what do they do? Uh, they probably had, dude. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but I know, but I know it's important. There's no brushes. I don't know what do they do. I I, I know they yeah, go in there. Know. Guys like Dieter, they know what to do. They still mess around mm-hmm. with them. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and they they get they get them better. Hmm. It's amazing. So, I know it really is. <laughs> so at the end of the weekend, they ran one single main, and it was kind of good in a way. Like Dakota won two wheel, Spencer won four wheel, and Dustin Evans won truck, yeah. uh, which was a nice. Uh, I don't know how you want to really say it, but, you know, it was a, a well-balanced results. Well-balanced. So that race went well. Enjoyed it for sure. Um, be ready for next year. We gave out the orange arts trays to the to the first entry for each guy so we gave out about 150 of the orange parts oh. trays which were special for that event yeah saw that that was nice 
And Kirby's here. What's that? Kirby! What's up, buddy? Oh, Friday, man. It's the weekend. No softball game tonight? <laughs> Not tonight. It was yesterday, right? I got you had a, one last night. Uh, or what? Wednesday, Wednesday, night. two two Wednesday evening. Yeah, you guys, uh, you, you split one uh, one, right? Yeah, one one. That's the uh, thirty five plus league. Oh, wow! Adam Drake in there with you? You wishes. <laughs> it was actually pretty fun. There's, it's uh, the, the team we lost to in the bottom of the last inning is the best team in that bracket. There's actually eight teams in it, which is kind of cool, and we we lost it. I mean, we had them. We were up by four and <clears throat> shit the bed. Oh. Well, what are you gonna do? So, it wasn't because of you, though. Do you have any? Nah, do you have any errors? Uh, no. Oh wait. Well, not Kirby. <laughs> yeah, I might have. What? Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. That was the winning run. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. That was early in the game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then I got a message today uh, during work mm. asking if I could play two games tomorrow at noon in Harrisburg. Oh. In, in a league I don't currently play. Wow, you're getting so, you're getting recruited. You're getting like a hired gun out there. He's drafted. Yeah. yeah uh, contract killer. So. Damn. I'm gonna go play tomorrow. Are you? Yeah, because I looked at the weather. We have uh, every Sunday. We have we have two games, mm-hmm. and I looked at the weather. Uh, Sunday, it looks like it's gonna rain for sure. Mm-hmm. So my thought process was, well, I want to play, so I'll play these two games in Harrisburg. Right. Because hi- highly likely that uh, Sunday will get rained out. But if it doesn't, I'll just play two more. Nice. So. What a beast. You're gonna be tired. So yeah, what's you, happening? You have, to, you have to get back home Sunday night in time for backlash. So. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's uh, I think our games are scheduled for like one and two. Oh, you so. oh, got plenty of time then. Not a problem. See that you can spend the Not night relaxing, watching some uh, WWE. Yeah, man. WWE. Is uh NWO, NWO gonna be in there? <laughs> That's all I know about right I know. now. <laughs> Jeez. Have you been brushing up on your NWO history? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm getting up to speed. It. It was. I, I'm gonna say it was. It was my favorite point in wrestling history. Mm-hmm. It. When you you go back and watch the uh, when Paul and Nash, Diesel and Razor Ramon, when they when they showed up, I don't know what WCW pay per view that was. Was that what was that, Gotti? Like, was it some summer event According or some crap? According to the stuff I was watching, they were going. <laughs> I'll I'll go. I'll turn into the expert here for a second. <laughs> Razor Razor Ramon shows up at a regular match and comes out of the crowd, mm-hmm. and uh, wearing his like, he kind of had the full denim program rocking. Big fan, uh, big the fan. Little the. The, the cut off denim jacket right with the front the front open the you know with the jeans on and he comes into the ring and basically declares war on the whole thing yeah but he says he has a surprise 
But what fast forward to the event where Hogan came out? The bash. Bash at the beach. So Look at that, when, Jason. When Nat, I'm when an Hull expert, and, dude. You are. Paul and Nash took the ring. You know, who was it? Savage that was, you know, they getting beat him up. Know, it looked like he was, you know, Hall and Nash were going to go beat him up. And then, you know, Hogan comes out. Crowd goes crazy. You know, Hogan in his, uh, you know, classic red, yellow. You know, he's really selling it coming out, you know, pumped up. Uh, gets into the ring and just, like, they all just combine up beating Savage. Oh, the the cra- that was the biggest heel turn because the fans were so enamored with that. I've never seen uh, any other time in in wrestling that they littered the ring with garbage, and they were the fans yeah. were so yep. triggered. They were triggered. And Bischoff said when he walked when he walked backstage, <laughs> yeah. he absolutely loved it. I mean, he was just like, oh. "This is awesome!" Throwing garbage, He's, he got the reaction that he wanted Yo. completely. You you could not you could not get a reaction like that these days. That was just one hundred percent genuine, and oh, if you haven't, seen... it was epic. Poor me, poor me. Gene gets drilled with like sodas and stuff <laughs> in the ring. Yeah. You know, this might not be for podcasts, but the 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 podcast I was listening to, uh, what's his name, Bish, Bischoff? Bischoff, yeah, Eric Bischoff. Mm-hmm. They asked him what what he thought when they threw all the garbage in the ring and he's like, I had to hide my erection. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> he loved it. Because he said he was so excited that they had that reaction. Absolutely. It was it was second to none, man. It was really that amazing. And you can watch it like... <sighs> Mate, not, not to like Niners or Twins level... But when I watch that back, I'm like, dude, I get all pumped up over watching it again. Like it's like it just happened now. Yep. You know, it was it's just such a cool moment of you know wrestling archives. So cool. And then the NW. I mean, they really they put a hurt in WCW. Put a hurt in on WWE. They really took it to them. Sure did. Eighty three. NWO. Crazy. And Bischoff came this close. Can you see it? This close. Bischoff was cheap. Is genius. Putting Vince out. Out of business for good. So close. I love that promo he cut when he came back to WWE as a general manager. Uh, refresh my memory. I might not have seen it. I put it, it in our chat like a thousand times when he's talking about oh, okay. how he signed Mean Gene. I've watched yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, when he was like this close? That, yeah. yeah. That one? Okay, yep. I'll post a link for our uh, podcast listeners out there. They can go watch it. They can watch the um, when NWO formed. Garbage being thrown everywhere. You can watch that too. YouTube. So good, WWE man. Network. I told Jason get that. Check out the Monday Night Wars. Oh. All on there, and you can go watch all the stuff on WCW. You know, you can go back to WCW and watch it all again, episode by episode, week by week. Yeah. Yep, it was awesome. All right. And then you know what? It it it, uh, it, uh, it forced WWE to set their game up, which you know, every, all all wrestling fans were winners yeah. at that 
you know, in that area. Competition is good, right, Jason? Yep. In any business. Supposedly. Jason's <laughs> like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I'd rather just put them all out of business. But but DX was DX was awesome. Yeah. All right. So yeah, it's a wrestling portion. Well, we talked about it a lot. I'm sure we we were we were already had 25 minutes. <laughs> okay, so that so that's what I missed. Yeah. All right. And before the hate mail, before you start sending me hate mail, just fast, you know, you can fast forward through all this stuff, okay? Yeah, if you got one of those, you know, the podcast apps, yeah, just, you can forward by 15 or 30 seconds or whatever it is. That's it's yeah, easy. We're speeded up. I, you can put us on like we sound yeah. like chipmunks. Yeah, like two speed or yeah. whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I the reason we were talking about Kirby is because I I bought that. Uh, NWO RC monster truck. So I was, I was doing this. I was listening to these podcasts on the NWO, so I knew what the hell the deal was. <laughs> so if I race this truck, I know what the hell the W or the NWO is. Yeah, because you know somebody's gonna come up and say something to you, and you want to be able to respond. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep, I mean, like, yeah, Razor history. Ramon. Yeah, Razor Ramon came out of the stands, and you know he was in the ring and. <clears throat> They declared war on the whole thing, and then you know, Nash came out after that in the next episode. Kirby, I'm putting the uh, Kevin Nash uh, radial impound intro at the start of this podcast. <sighs> so epic, yeah. dude. So you, cool. you know what I don't re- didn't realize <clears throat> is... Big sexy Kevin so, Nash. So if this big sexy Kevin Nash... So that was like, what, 96? Is that what it was? 90? Uh, yeah, 96. Yeah, I think it was 96. So when we did that Chicago show, that was like 98, yeah, right. 97, 98. in the height of it. And you remember when Nash was at the Chicago show? Sure do. I was right there. Yeah. Yeah, oh. he, he ran uh, the uh, Bowling Legends. They had a race on the oval track, <laughs> and uh, he yeah. was racing against a few other people. I don't know who they were. One of them, Kirby, was from the uh, Man Cow show. Oh. Yeah, one of the... It wasn't him, but it was one of his sidekicks or whatever. One of his right and, producer or yeah. something. And the um, I had a picture. I thought I sent it in our group chat once of Kevin Nash um, sitting there with the at the at the track, you know, holding the radio. Now who who what I, brought? I remember what brought him I to Chicago. I think I gave him who the radio. Him? Oh really? I I think I I think I gave him the radio to drive it. I think I. Because there was something about, because that was Scotty Ernst. You know, this is before Scotty was Scotty, and he they just hired him to run those little races at Chicago. Okay. So it was Scotty had all the little Tamiya Mini Coopers, and then um, Paul Lemieux was actually a, just a kid working on the cars for Scotty. <laughs> Oh, jeez. And and um, oh. and then they would go around and sign us all up for the race, right? And so it was like me and Scott Hughes, Mark Cavitas, Matt Francis, Joel. You know, if Joel was there, Joel would race. And so then, um, so in between all that is when they got Kevin Nash to come out there and drive the cars on the track, hmm. which is probably the part where you got. You got the photo of him with the car, yeah. right? Yeah. We all we and, all left the Trinity booth to go see him race. 
So <laughs> me, Matt Francis. Yeah, which I'm sure was cool. Like, wait, wait, I mean, wait, but man. I didn't know. I think Matt Francis. I mean, was I knew that, that he was a wrestler. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were all in the. We were all racing over there. Against you were racing against Kevin Ash. No, like because we. I mean, we were. We were fast. He didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> so it was like he. You know, I I can't remember exactly what happened, but I almost remember like I don't remember if I was like right next to him or something. Yeah, that's and wow. somehow or another, somehow or another, it's like I either gave him the radio to start driving or I took it back from him. Took it back from him. <laughs> oh, all right, you're wrecking this enough. Yeah, he he did not know there, what there to was, do. Yeah. yeah, I remember him crashing constantly. Well. And the other funny part to this story is there was a there was this girl that I met at Chicago uh-huh. that was part of she was part of that show. Right. Go on, go, go on. And she told me that she told me that she was part of uh, you know getting Nash to come there. Yeah. It was trying. I forget what she called him. She called him Nash, but it was like did she call him Big Nash or I forget what the hell she called yeah. him. But she said it was ten grand. Wow, yeah, and he and, and afterwards he signed autographs at the booth. That yeah, they had a stage or something set up for him, and he was signing autographs. Okay, do you know who like who brought him there? Like who who dropped the ten grand for him to be there? Ernie, the Rosemont, no, the <laughs> Rosemont Convention Center. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, because they they were announcing it over the speaker system the whole day. Hey, Kevin Nash is going to be here at noon, you know. And but I don't know if the girl that I was talking to, she must have worked for either was it Richta who ran the shows. Oh God, that's the I I don't forgot that acronym. R C H T A. Yep. Yeah, I I don't know that she worked for Richta. I think she worked for the actual. Yeah. And I think that's who hired him to come there because they want to traffic, right? So yeah. uh, more people they could cut, get to come in, better for them. Sure. That's, I guess. And Kirby, this is Kevin Nash in the height of it all, like in the yeah, freaking, you know. Yeah. God. And the, the, the wars, the Monday Night Wars. It was amazing. You know what I heard? I did hear that. I guess we better call Cody uh, up. More if Cody knows they had about, ch- about wrestling. They had a chance no. to get Jordan for five grand or Nash for ten grand, and they were like, <laughs> "Let's get Nash. Let's get Big Sexy yeah. for ten grand." Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not getting Jordan in there for ten grand. You weren't gonna get pull him out of the casino. <laughs> that's one. That's one hand, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. That's one more hand he could play. That's, that's one more hand he owes uh, the bookies, yeah. dealers. The mob boss. Mm. <laughs> mob boss. Mm. All right. Oh, my gosh. Well, that was that was good. So, Jason, this all started because Jason bought an NWO truck. So don't blame us for talking about <laughs> wrestling fans. This is, yep. That, uh, we had to educate Jason. And then the on-road, yeah, you guys, you guys actually... Have some good information. Can you believe we're in the same building, Jason? At one time, back in '98. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Isn't it crazy how the fact that the fact that we were both there twenty years ago, <laughs> Nash was there. Yeah, uh, and Nash was there, and I, 
and I, you know, obviously it was a big thing for a bigger thing for you because you were following yeah. this. I was trying to hide my erection. Yeah, I remember the, <laughs> I remember the girl, <laughs> the you know, the girl just telling me, we got Big Nash here, and I'm just like, who the hell is this guy? Um, Jason's like, it's I got like to me, it was Hulk Hogan, name. or it's it's the Hulk Hogan or Ultimate Warrior. There was no Google. Yeah, I know. That's what I was trying to make. <laughs> I know, I know. Had to AOL. Uh, what did you do back then? Did you did we search? How did we do it? Yahoo's? There might have been Yahoo. Hell, nothing at the freaking show. We didn't. I didn't have a phone that did anything. No, 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 or a computer there. Jason's just. I might have had a th- Motorola. The only thing he knew about Nash was like, ah, oh, nice jeans, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the jeans with the long curly hair, and I was just like, at first, I mean, the the girl just big dash is coming out, and you know, whatever time, three p.m. or whatever was, it is. Was this girl and good I'm looking, thinking, or was she like me? And I'm I'm just thinking, whatever, you know, big dash. And I'm like, this guy comes out, I'm like, holy shit, this guy! <laughs> wow, he really is. Big. Yeah, he walked right past the Trinity booth. Yeah. Too. It was like, holy shit. In person, he's I'm like, dude, this guy is huge. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, give me my 10 grand so I could leave. Mm. Yeah. But he, you know, it's like you wish they'd like cut a promo for you or something for 10 grand. You know? <laughs> oh, hey, Jason, on a different topic. This is actually RC related. Oh, hooray. Uh, I, saw, I saw in our chat you sent the video, but I had already seen it on on Facebook, uh, where is Rona Falk racing? Right Philippines. Now? That's that's the Philippines Masters. Okay. My question is, uh, did they? Uh, we we, did, did they, we went over this. Did they do something to the dirt? Okay. Or is, there's, we talked about this. There's no it's, way. There's no way that there's that much rubber laid down. It's funny though that 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 you don't race anymore, but you know all East. But you're you were a good racer, so you know when you see something. Right. Yeah. The, they put they put oil on the track. Yeah, we were talking about this. Can you imagine them doing it over here? The environmentalists would be going nuts. Oh God, forget yeah. it. Over there, they put oil on the track. Jason, Jason. And it adds it adds grip. Well, what it does is it obviously it holds all the dust down, so you don't okay, have yep. any dust, mm-hmm. and you have good grip. Like not like full like sugared track grip like right. Carl slide, but the the tires don't wear. That's cool. Um, so you can run, you know, the tires a long time. Oh. Uh, the track stays and the track stays together, doesn't dust up. So, so d- it's actually it, does it really help nice. it? It helps it from like breaking apart and deteriorating. Yeah. Huh. Well, that seems like a win-win-win. Yeah, it really is. That's how they did the track in Thailand too. That was the okay. Is it, was that the the crazy track? Like it looked like, yeah, you know, like, little little fences everywhere. Yeah, they they built all these tiny like foot tall fences. Yeah, it was like okay, uh, build your uh, dream track, and because exactly. I even had some like uh, I even had some like friends up at home that they you know they knew I race and stuff. They tagged me in this video because like. Somehow that video actually, you know, got some traction and kind of went viral. But I just remember that it was a crazy, awesome layout, and the track was black. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. 
That's wild. All right. There you go. I will have to listen. I will listen back once uploaded. We did the, uh, and then we had the on-road Nats over the weekend. So we went over the stock Nats. We had the on-road Nationals in Florida with P-Dub, uh, and a couple of our guys went and ran. Fortunate for them, I couldn't input. <laughs> you couldn't attend? My feelings on that race. Kirby, I just sent a photo in the group chat. I don't know if you've seen that photo. I, I see it. Yeah, look at that. It's crazy, isn't it? That's nutty. Oil. Well, if I would have attended, um, I would have like quadrupled the entries. Correct. That's true. You're like a big draw, like Kevin Ash. You certainly would have helped. Yeah. Oi. Now I can't wait to listen back. <laughs> yeah, you would have. Well, and uh, Paul said the track was nice. You know, it's kind of an eight-scale on-road track. Mm-hmm. I think I might have seen videos. Yeah, it's a cool track. It's just big. I very call Cody. Yeah. Give him a ring. Okay. Well, you guys could keep talking. Yeah, so Cavalry won another on-road national. I saw that. That's that's just so cool. I mean, it's it is awesome that he won. You know that he's winning these on-road nationals, but. I think, you know, with all due respect to these other guys racing, he is the best guy running. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's no, you know, all the talent in on-road at the moment is European or Asian. Right. Uh, based. So, um, you know, <laughs> Cavalieri is our best on-road driver in the U.S. right now. I mean, I'm sure if Barry Baker would have raced, he would have been in the top four or three, you know. Mm. And he probably hasn't driven a car in two years. Wow. Year. But, you know, we just don't have a, a real – I mean, Paul came out of on-road retirement, and he had some good moments. He he wasn't quite as fast as he probably wanted to be. Uh, you know, but he – oh, but Cody oh. – how you guys doing? Hey, Cody. What's up? What's up? We we're just talking about the uh, on-road Nats. Jason was talking about that. Oh, we were talking about wrestling, too, if you want to chime in on wrestling. I have less to say about the wrestling. Oh. Well, Jason just bought a monster <laughs> truck, NWO monster truck. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, fitting. Fitting for Ron. Yeah. All right, Jason, what were you saying no. about the on-road Nats? Cody's blown away just... that, that Rona brought, bought a uh, monster truck. <laughs> yeah, shocked. <laughs> it actually was shocking when I found out you were into monster trucks, but now, yeah, it's pretty fitting, I guess. <laughs> well, it, yeah, I, I, I have to explain myself normally. <laughs> um, I mean, like, when I met it's like, this guy has way too many sleeves to like monster trucks. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird because yeah, I don't know. I have to. I always feel like I have to explain myself. But the uh, I was I was obviously into it when I was a kid, and so now it's just a uh, and these you know like the Bigfoot guys and all these they were really nice to me when I was a kid when I'd go to these events and shows. So you know now that we do some RC monster truck stuff, it's a kind of fun to kind of uh 
I don't know what the right word is. It's kind of a nostalgic look yeah, back like, all the time. Come full circle. Yeah. I mean, I never would have got into RC if it wasn't for monster trucks, so I feel like there's... Because that's why I got one. I got an RC vehicle because I wanted a monster truck, so... You feel like you kind of have that side of it. Anyway, aptics. Now you have a full, it's, not like a a, it's not like a... Yeah, it's not like I sit at home... Uh, you know, watching Monster Jam on TV. Oh, uh, wait, I don't day. know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I think you do. Yeah. If I watch anything, it's I watch old stuff from the 90s on YouTube. Okay. That's what I do. Yeah. I, I, so, I, yeah. I watch RC Monster Trucks. Yeah, you got the uh, Jesus's videos. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. Those are funny. Yeah. You need to, you know what? We you need to share that with everybody on the podcast because yeah, our chat it, is littered funny. with these videos. It's funny. Yeah, it's good. Cody, I, Cody doesn't know about H- Jesus's videos. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll just watch our Facebook page. I'll I'll link the videos in there. Yeah, just just tag me. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna regret that. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, just one. No, I'm joking. No. Hmm. All right. Well. It is a Cody Newman Hall, everybody. So Cody, we talked a little bit uh, earlier about the uh, race you just went to. You got came out of a little bit of retirement. You ran some carpet. Uh, how'd the race go up there in Oregon? Uh, it was a good race. I mean, I haven't been to that place before, but they have the same carpet as like the the couple of tracks we got around here. So yeah, it was fun. I mean, they had a new carpet and good turnout and a good like race program. So yeah, everything was it was good. And it was one of those like you know regional sized races. You get out of there at good time and hang out with the guys. And it was nice. It was a good good change of pace. Spencer said you guys were just trash talking the whole time, everybody with each other. <laughs> yeah, it's like the perfect size race where you can like talk shit even when things aren't going good. Oh. And nobody gets like <laughs> and no one's like their their careers aren't on the line, so Yeah. <clears throat> you, you can kinda get away with a little bit more. It's like those those are the, the my favorite size races to go to these days just because nobody's quite as serious. Like everyone wants to do good, but they're not like going nuts when it's not going well. Hmm. You're not on not on kill. No, there's no kill mode. So we spent some time at the stock mats. I know you got to take in some mains. How did you? <laughs> what'd you think of that? What'd yeah, you think yeah. of that event? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. It kind of gets bigger every year. I've ran it quite a few times. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good event. I mean, this year it's like there's more and more factory guys each year. I mean, I think you've had Cavalry run that race a couple times, and Spencer's ran it before. But you know, this is like the first time I think there's been like multiple people on that level running it. It was cool. I mean, those guys kind of showed that even in stock, you can't really beat them. So <clears throat> um, that was good, yeah. I guess. I mean, you know, it was like. I think everyone expects that in stock. Maybe they can run with them, but the layout was tough this year, so and those guys were a decent amount faster than the rest of the field between, you know, Dustin, uh, Spencer and Dakota there. 
Yeah, it was, it was good to see. I mean, it's it's more fun to watch than to drive, I think, mm. because, like, those guys, I think they were expecting them to be faster than they are because when you watch them, they look pretty fast. Um, and then mm-hmm. when you drive them after running mod, they just, they, they don't have that same just, you know, good power. It's like you always feel like you're just uh, driving on the track, full throttle everywhere. But mm. I'm sure they were kind of freaking out in practice. But once the racing started, it was kind of down to those three. He had, like, Jackie and Frank were pretty close, but just not quite. Yeah, I mean, those there was kind of a, you know, a level of drivers, and then, you know, it dropped off a little bit, which you can expect. I mean, the top three guys are true pros, so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, there was times where even, you know, those guys were, you could tell they're fast for a reason, like we talked about. Um, you know, even over a really good stock racer, there were times they were a half second, seven tenths faster per lap than a really good stock racer. Yeah, I mean, this, so, this layout for sure rated everyone even more than it probably normally would have been. But yeah, I mean, you watch like, you know, Jake Thayer out there run some laps and he he's a really fast guy and runs stock quite a bit. And it's like, how do you go faster than that? And then those guys get out there and just a little bit here, a little bit there. They're doing a half second lap, probably faster. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jake actually ended up getting third in coil drive. I think his stuff was pretty good for yeah. ten minutes. Yeah, he did. Uh, Dakota. I mean, Dakota. Dakota had a rough start. Drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he kind of crashed out on the first lap, and then just could never come all the way back. Yeah, I mean, those guys were all about the same speed, so whoever was wrecking was kind of SOL. I'm sure he probably could have came back and got third, but none of those three guys were thinking, oh, yeah, I'm just going to try to go back and get third. They're, like, trying to, out there trying to win no matter what. So mm-hmm. that equals either winning or blowing out even worse. Yeah, you uh, lots of times you take a, a bad start or a bad situation and you make it worse. When winning is only on your mind, sometimes you take a bad start and you make it worse. Sometimes it's the way it goes. Yeah, I mean, that happened with those guys a lot. It's like, you know, those guys are expected to be up there. You know, they're at like a big race and shit's not going well and all of a sudden they're 10th and, you know, getting beat by the guys in 7th and whatever that they shouldn't be getting beat by, but because they're not out there trying to just finish the best they can, they're like out there trying to win. Mhm. And then we talked a little bit about the on-road nationals. Did you take in a little bit of that? Uh, I watched it. The coverage wasn't super great. I don't know. It's just like it was one camera. It's kind of hard to see, like watch. You just kind of had to see scoring. Mhm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yes, it's. I don't know. The carpet net seems to be bigger than the uh, asphalt nationals. It was kind of a. I don't know if it was disappointing or if that's just kind of how it's been the last few years. I forget, but there's not a lot of people there. But yeah, I mean, Cavalry winning again. I don't know. It's just it's just kind of weird that like there's not a bigger crowd in the on-road scene because overseas it seems to be like a popular thing still. Yeah. So I mean, the track was cool. There's nothing wrong with the track. Yeah, it was a it was, it was a cool track. 
did you stop by at all, or you just watch online? No, I just watched online. Oh, yeah, never mind. You're at the same way as Doc Man. Yeah, we were at the same race. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I was saying they were different weekends, yeah. Yeah, it was cool to see Paul and them out there. It looks like you guys got a couple new goodies for that, so. Yeah, I mean, we made one body so far, and uh, we haven't made, like, you know, there's two, uh, you know, the Proform and uh, Montec probably have the two most popular on-road bodies at the moment, um, and they're they're uh, the Montec was the first one to come out. It's kind of what we all, me and Paul talk about as being the cheater type bodies. Um, somehow or another, they're legal, and then Protoform basically had to make the same style body. So you know they they both kind of have the cheater style body, and you know we haven't made that style yet, which we obviously need to. But you know our well, guys big still. Well, basically the nose of the body, you know, we, um, you know, a couple of years ago and what was popular was the, you know, the big chin spoilers and sort of a a muscular look in the front around the, uh, you know, the headlights and the grill and, and the nose was a little longer. And, you know, now they just pretty much have all that stuff completely gone. Uh, it's just a super sloped nose. And, uh, you know, the roof is, or the cab, uh, whatever you want to call it, the bonnet, whatever they call it in whatever country. But, uh, you know, the, especially the nose, you know, from the very front edge all the way to the middle of the front wheel well has just, you know, it's like you just took and you just like a squished the whole thing back. Yeah. And so it's, it's a dramatic difference and but still you know paul and aj and some guys ran our standard body out there and and were competitive um but you know we need to you know have our next you know we only have one so we need to have our cheater body soon and um, i think we'll i think we'll be okay i mean we've proven that we can get out there make a body and be relatively competitive and paul's won some state races and but, you know, it's not something that we're known for, obviously, but it's something we'd like to have. And, you know, guys that race for us mainly for off-road, if they dabble in touring car, it'd be nice if they had, uh, you know, products to use. So, Yeah, I feel like the name, uh, the word cheater needs to be in the name of the body. Hmm. We should, yeah. Cheater one. Like a cheetah. <laughs> Hey, may, Jason, may I suggest just, uh, you know, with a few changes so it's not exactly the same, just t- uh, just redo the Andy's Dodge Stratus. <laughs> that was the original body you couldn't beat. Yeah, uh, that was the body, too. If you didn't have that, you, you, ain't, you ain't winning. Period. Is this like an Andy's Stratus? It's a Dodge Stratus. 19, like... Like 1998, yeah, 1999, yep. uh, maybe even a little bit before that, the Andes Dodge Stratus. That the was sh- it. The street weapon era. Yep. Yep. The Andes Stratus. That was the cheater body. Yeah. That was. That was the cheater body. Like, Protoform made, oh, man, they made Mondeos. 
uh, you know, Alpha whatever. Mon- Alpha, Mar- Alpha Romeo. They made. Uh, I remember BMW. Mazda MX-6. They had it. It's so they many different a, ones. They had so many different bodies. They were really nice. Uh, was there a contour? No, no. In oh, America, it was called the contour, and yeah, then they the called it Monteo. But you know, they and they looked way better. The prototype awesome. ones were nicer. Yeah. The yep. decal sheets were better, but just the hot guys were using that Stratus, and you know how that is, Cody. <laughs> when you when yeah. you think performance sudden, and speed, Dodge Stratus comes to mind. <laughs> it was crazy. But that, that was the funny was, part. Was, yeah, yeah, that was the like. Uh, yeah, we're really running a Dodge Stratus body. So this is like the the Jaycon with high flow short course body. You just can't get away from it. Yeah, the 12th time or is it 13 now national champion body. Peace. Catching. I wouldn't count. Flair. I would just say three. I mean that body alone's got as many titles as Mayfield. Ooh. Ooh. Don't tell him that. <laughs> Probably half of them are his, huh? Well, they are. (laughs) (laughs) And the other half are (laughs) pushed. I know. It's like you you just never even waste your time making another short course party because no matter what you do, those guys aren't going to run it. (laughs) Yeah, we had that one body at a race. Forget it. Fun fun stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep, it was like the high blow two showed up. Mayfield had one, Cavalier didn't. Cavalier beat Mayfield, that was the end of it. You were like, yeah, three runs into a body and it was just over. <laughs> oh, man. Like, well. Be poor, poor high flow two. <laughs> never stood a chance. That's why Andy's never released a Dodge Stratus two. Mm. Yeah, I think he tried. Really like I, up with something to like make at the same time so it's like you come out with the body and some other short course accessory that makes it handle better so it's guaranteed to work better and they think it's the body you gotta like combination combo it yeah combo punch like that. <laughs> it's true that's the original that's the, pretty much the original body not the very first one but the original one when racing got big yeah, we 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 ran that in 2011 at the Roar Nats when the short course was at its highest point, and it's been hard to beat since then. Yeah, I think it even got a win on the old four-wheel drive associated short course. It did, yeah, when you were kicking butt with that thing. No, no I didn't win. That was uh, Mayfield. Well, you won a couple races with yours, too. I did. I had to take some people out, though. <laughs> it happens. We don't, we don't talk about that. Yeah. That's awesome. Heel turn. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. It was brutal. Small, small track, four-wheel short course. You got to do what you got to do. We got to have... Uh, we got to get Kirby to pull up the questions. He's the expert question reader. Yeah. Ooh. Pull him up, Kirby. All right. I was, I was literally just Googling on my phone... Uh, Annie's Dodge Stratus. Oh, we got. I well, what's weird is I it, 
I don't know. It didn't have any results what I was looking for. Hmm. Before before we get into the questions, I got a question for Gotti. No. What what was <laughs> the name change? Oh. <laughs> Oh no! There's got to be a story. <laughs> well, <laughs> we can't. Like a couple weeks. We can't mention like, any names. Gotti, and all of a sudden, it's we cannot mention any names. I don't even know how. How do I say this, Jason? Jason's good at this stuff. <laughs> it has something to do. Yeah, I don't. Even, it's hard to explain, but somebody reported my name as a nickname, and you can't have nicknames on Facebook anymore unless you're a transgender. And I haven't fully explored that option yet. So, but I, I was <laughs> I was able to prove that I used the nickname. I, you know, I was able to prove all that, and so they reinstated me. And this same person or persons that kind of align themselves with this person reported me again when they saw me online so facebook has this thing where it's kind of like just automated so when somebody reports your name uh they automatically come back to you and say okay now you need to prove that you use this name every day and i just did all that and i i I emailed them all the info that they wanted and i just did not want to go through all that again because it took forever and so i just went with my name and put the Gotti Jr. as my nickname in parentheses there. Wow. Somebody was hell-bent on trying to, I don't know, get Gotti. Right. Let's just say that. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right, well, that's good to know. I won't make a a nickname ever as my uh, (laughs) name on Facebook. Right. Well, I mean, you could probably do it, but if somebody reports it, um, then... No, a lot of people hate it. It would definitely not. Yeah, work. and same thing. I have a lot of people <laughs> that hate me too. I can't really prove who it was, but I know exactly when it happened and why it happened, and so I could, yeah, guess who it was, or one of the person's friends. Yeah. So allegedly. Yeah. Well, so you're back. I mean, I probably could. I probably could go through the whole process again and prove that hey, I use this nickname and stuff like that, and. And get it back. You could just prove that you're transgender. <laughs> but yeah, transgender. You're allowed to That's see easy. the trans uh, transgenders were upset that they couldn't use nicknames because they don't want their real name out there. Uh, you know, not every one of them, but most of them don't want their real name out there. And so they had a lawsuit against Facebook because they want to be allowed to use nicknames. Jesus. And because um, <laughs> Facebook banned nicknames and they didn't like that, so they brought a lawsuit on them and. So you're allowed to use nicknames if you could prove you're a transgender. Well, I'm glad that you told us the story about you having a nickname page before you told us about knowing all this transgender nickname stuff, because otherwise I'd be questioning <laughs> this entire phone yeah. call pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Gotti, couldn't you just prove to them that you, you use that nickname? You just have a screenshot of the old school uh, Trinity Tech Talk forum. <laughs> that too, yeah. You're like, here I, here I am? Yeah. This is '98. Yep. It's me, Gotti Jr. Ernie gave me the Ernie <laughs> gave me the nickname. So is uh is Tech Talk still around? Is that a thing? God, I, I wish it was. <laughs> I wish it was. Gotti the moderator with the band uh, hammer. I had to stay up all night because if I if I you know because the 
the West Coast guys would start posting stuff at 3 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. And if I didn't get up before Ernie got up and he saw that, oh then my Ernie God. was on my case for not staying up all night monitoring Tech Talk. Wait, the moderator? That's like a real job? That's not just something you do for fun? <laughs> no, I had, I, it was part of my job description at the time. Like... He's like, Gotti, I need you to sit there and watch Tech Talk, make sure nobody posts anything bad. And then the one morning I wake up and I got messages I got messages from Ernie on AOL Instant Messenger saying, Gotti, what the hell? There's stuff on there. And I look at it and it's three AM. I said, Ernie, this is this is on the West Coast, these guys. I can't stay up all night. Yeah, you must it must me when I got on Tech Talk back then, it must have been like after your days, but it was like I think it was only bad stuff on that. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't really anything RC-related on Well, it. if it was after 2003, then yeah, it was... I wasn't there. Yeah, it was, it was after 03. Right. It was after Gotti, Gotti's reign. Yeah. I was great on it, though. I mean, I, did, I gave it my best, you know, but there was times those guys slipped through and... And, uh, man, I heard about it if Ernie woke up before I did. If you didn't catch it by the time well, Ernie logged Ernie on. Ernie or Tony P, either one. You know, Tony P, yeah, would, yeah they would get on me for not banning <laughs> these guys. So if you got banned oh, on man. Tech Talk, it was probably from me. There was other monitors, too, but, man, I really was on it. Hey, Kirby, you had the power to ban, too, huh. right, didn't you? Ah, uh, God, I don't, I'm sure you did. I because you had. I rarely, I rarely went on there. No. Complete opposite of uh, you know today. Yeah. I was barely on the internet. Hmm. Okay. Barely. Well, there you go. Yeah, I I remember we had web TV at the apartment. Like, oh, this is so awesome. <laughs> web TV rules. That's right, we did. Yeah. Hmm. What do we? Oh, what? Yeah. Why do we use our uh, Mike's computer then? Because it was just better, I guess, right? Yeah, it was just faster or yeah. something. I don't remember. Yeah. Was that a 256? Uh, what? 56K modem, you mean? 56K dial-up? Anyway, <laughs> RC. Can I edit all this out? RC. Because I really don't. No. Okay. No, people need to know the history. Well, not either that, but my whole nickname thing. Jeez. Oh. It's so boring. People need to know the history. All right. I have. Well, no, questions. you. I mean, now everyone will add you again. Nobody knew where you went. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. I just was like, you know what? Screw these RC guys. <laughs> God, he's like. God, he's like, no. Now I definitely want it removed from this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want those friend requests. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't trust yeah. anybody in RC after that. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. So I just kept. I just me. kept it to like close friends. Like, like Jason and Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I tried adding you back on, Cody, and it was like, oh, too many people. He already has 5,000 friends. I'm like, jeez. No, I don't. I I weeded that yeah. out a long time ago. But I think there's probably, like, there's probably a bunch of requests. I just don't go through it ever. So. Right. No, I don't have people on there anymore. It's nice. Oh, cool. There's probably, like, some people that'll be listening that are like, mad about that but oh well i have my other page i don't like my regular page being too full because it's just there's too much stuff i don't even know what's going on yeah so. i kind of did the same thing you did or just like people i know 
more personally, I guess. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, I'm down to 100 friends, I think. Dang. A purge. I purged. <laughs> I purged. Jason knows. I was mad. <laughs> All right. Kirby, did you pull those questions up? Yeah, I got them staring at them right here. All right, we're going to we'll have to keep the one. I don't know how we're going to answer that. Jason can figure that out. Uh, what? Okay. I don't know what that means, but. All right. This is from uh, Almond McLean. And I asked him if he saw that Snickers commercial, the Almond. Yeah. You know, but Almond? You like almonds? All right. Uh, <laughs> AE question. What's. Wait, what? Is, okay. AE question. What's my chances of getting more old school style bodies coming to the B6.1? In parentheses, J Concepts Illusion B6, for example. That's technically a J, J, J Concepts question. question. Not really for me. Yeah, it's for Jason. Yeah, that's even easier. <laughs> I could probably answer that. Zero point zero. Very. The chances are very low. That's silly, Almond. Come on now. No poll on the old, um, on the last one you did. No, it's it, it has done okay, but I don't know that it justifies a second. You know. But that wasn't that so old school. That was like, I mean, that was like a racing body for a B4. I mean, maybe maybe he means like, you know, RC10 body. Yeah, I, yeah, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't see it happening. There. Yeah, there's a that there's not a lot of people out there that are just trying to look good only. <laughs> right. Wants to go fast. Yeah, it's like. Oh, I'm going to run that body for a run. Oh, that was cool. It was nostalgic. Okay, now I want to go fast. Well, that's kind yeah, of what happens. Yeah, there's only times can be left. Makes it fun. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, we kind of covered it with that one body, and I know I wish it, I wish we could do multiple ones, but it just, it's not that popular. And that's the reality. So, you know, like, you know, obviously Cody would probably say the same thing about, you know, there's going to be some other questions, I'm sure, very similar. But, you know, not only, you know, all these projects we do and everybody, there's a certain amount of risk that goes into it um, for the amount of time and money you put into it to, for what you get out of it. And um, then so not only do you have that, but then on top of that you have, something that you weren't working on because you were working on that, which is probably actually the most valuable. So it's the opportunity of that or the cost of the opportunity that you had there. Um, that's really expensive. It's like uh, asking Cody, hey, uh, you guys going to do a, an RC-10 dual sport again? Probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. I mean, I'm sure it's you guys, but I mean, we have, I mean, there's a few projects that are just guaranteed always going to be your best sellers, and the rest of the stuff you do it just to kind of complete the line, but I mean, I'm sure you have the same thing. There's certain products you make that are far and away your biggest sellers that kind of pay for almost everything else to be available. 
yeah, there's no there's no question that you know there's the hot items that you have to have, and they you know they're kind of your heritage products and stuff that you've uh, always had success with, and you have to have that stuff. And and other things are you know in addition to that. You know, obviously, if you had unlimited money, unlimited resources, you would make everything you possibly thought you could sell. But when you have a limit to one of the other, or to one of those things, then you have to prioritize it. And you know, we kind of allow ourselves to do some a few passion projects per year for those type of things. You know, just because of me, like I'll say, hey, I want to do this because. I just want to. Monster truck bodies. Um, oh, hold on. <laughs> I got too far away from my phone. Oh, wow. uh, pizza's here. Oh, sorry. I was too far away from my phone. You guys still there? Yeah. Yep. We got All you. Right, yeah. Next question. Okay. 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 Yeah. So next question. <laughs> okay. Now this is. He has a couple questions for Rip Podcast questions, all right? Oh. Uh, and this one, I'm uh, I'm out to lunch on this. I don't even know what he's talking about. Are you getting used to the sad music that plays in the pro line? Come race with us videos whenever J Concepts wins. Hashtag Roarnats, hashtag Worlds 2016s, hashtag Surf City. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what he's talking I don't, about. I don't watch pro line. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I've. I know what he's talking about. Are you getting used to this? Uh, you know, there's the, there's a, you know, they have a come drive with me is uh, videos that uh, the guy does from Canada. He comes down and he, oh. uh, I think Proline's one of their major sponsors of doing the videos, and he's the guy that does some amazing. He has some amazing YouTube videos about some of these races. I mean, he does days and days of footage and, you know, Cody's seen him and sp- spoke to him. He never talks to me because the videos are, you know, sponsored by ProLine, so he's <laughs> never going to talk to me. But um, but he talks to our drivers if they run well, and I'm sure Cody's talked to him. And his name is Corey, and uh, Mike Garrison usually is the voiceover for all the videos. Oh. Okay. Friend of the show, Mike Garrison. They are pretty good. I mean, they're definitely some of yeah. like the more professional quality stuff in our industry. Okay. Yeah, so I, I think what he's referring to in the post was, you know, of course, you know, and everyone has this situation. Um, anytime you're covering an event, uh, you don't control the results unless you're wrestling. Right? Oh, hey, <laughs> or monster trucks, um, or yeah, or monster trucks. Maybe it's predetermined, but uh, you know, you you go there with the mindset that you hope to win. But if you're covering it and you're doing any video or photos, there's always the chance that you don't win, and you got to cover it anyway. Okay. So uh, that's the position that he's in. Is you know, he goes and he's got support. Uh, in the industry, and he's got to cover it regardless whether his supporters are the winning or not. So, I think what the question is referring to is when, you know, not only us. I mean, AKA or whoever wins, 
he has to interview those guys and how was it and, you know and that and, you know, they yeah. have to say something and they see gotcha. their sponsors so so the guys you know what he's referencing isn't these video you know these ones with Mayfield or somebody wins and the you know he puts this great video together he has a primary sponsors and mm-hmm. his primary sponsors aren't winning <clears throat> oh okay and they play sad music well I don't know that they're sad Celine Dion <laughs> I don't know I, I don't get the question song? but okay all right, number two, Jason or Kirby. Okay, yeah. Uh, um, what's the best junk mail slash advertising you you ever got? For everybody, I don't even know. Oh, well, I actually do know. But good. Mm. So go ahead, Gotti. Mm. Uh, probably like triple X uh, advertising. Transgender. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh uh, you ever go to a friend's house and dial the one nine hundred numbers just for the hell of it? Well, back back in the day when you did that, supposedly I guess they knew where the call was coming from, so the so the house would get flooded with these triple X one nine hundred postcards. Oh my so, god! Really? Yeah, so we used to just do that to friends. Oh, if I would have known that back yeah, then, it was really good. So probably that that was the best. That was that was fun <laughs> to do. You go over your friend's house and you hurry up and dial one nine hundred number and you know uh, set them up for yeah. failure. And they're I think what you did is you dialed 1-800 first, right? You dialed 1-800. You could think of any name and dial it, you know. We used to do this at Trinity, the Mike Wood all the time. I, I would dial the 1-800 number. Oh, my. Okay. And the, girl would st- oh, and, and the girl would start talking, right? The girl would be like, hey, baby, you dialed. And I would put it on hold, and I'd say, hey, Mike, you got to call on line one. And he picked up line one, and this girl's like, yeah, I, I want to. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God, I forgot about that, dude. And Mike Wood is, like, yeah. the nicest guy ever. Like, just a smile on his face all day. And God, he's patching his, like, automated. Son. I'd be like, hey, Mike, you got a tech call on line one. <laughs> And then you pick it up, and the girl will be like, oh, baby. <laughs> there you go, Cody. You got some ammo now for Monday when you go back to work. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – is that still like, – are those things still around? Yeah, I don't that know. Like a that's a good question. Sure. I guess we could find out by dialing one, one up. But, uh, I couldn't imagine that. Put them on the other line. Just put them on the podcast. <laughs> it worked great, man. It was awesome. So, yeah, you dial 1-800, and then that number would tell you to dial 1-900. And but okay. if you did that, I guess it knew where the call was coming from because hell, my buddies would get all this stuff in the mail and they'd be like, "Oh, thanks a lot." My mom got the freaking triple X postcard and <laughs> get grounded. Yeah, it's like <laughs> grounded because I got it. Fun, but yeah, That's I love great. those days at Trinity, man. <laughs> Tech call oh, line one, Mike. Oh, oh baby. brutal, so hot and wet. <laughs> all right, he trolling <laughs> for decades. Yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. Okay, number three. All right. Uh, what? How's the? We, we, we didn't even. We didn't even. Nobody else even answered oh, the okay. question. Well, I didn't uh, know if you guys wanted to. All right, Jason, go ahead. I mean, if you want to answer, how, how do you think? Let's start at top. <laughs> do you guys have? Well, how are you gonna top mine? I don't. I can't think of an ad, but I just the the weirdest thing lately is the. I swear, there's been a couple times lately where I'll just mention like a, a product or just talking to my girlfriend, just mention anything yeah. and there'll be an ad about it. 
on Facebook, but I never typed it on my phone. I never yep. searched it or Googled it. Like, for sure, someone's listening. Absolutely. Like, they know what you're no, thinking. No, they are, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah, and there's actually been a couple times where I haven't even said it, but I've, like, just thought of, like, you know, you know, something I want to buy or whatever. Mm-hmm. No searching, <laughs> no talking. And I swear to God, there's an ad. All right, that's scary. And I'm Mine... like, you know, maybe it's related to something else that I was, like, searching. So maybe it's, you know, like items or whatever. But it's really weird. I've, like, noticed it. And now that's that I've creepy. noticed it, I know more oh. mm-hmm. wow they're watching us well they are yeah. <clears throat> don't doubt that <clears throat> imagine what my facebook's gonna look like after uh, all these searches i've been doing on the nwo oh, man. <laughs> trying oh. trying to get up to speed yeah. all the merch all the merch offerings you're gonna have yeah oh man i'm gonna <laughs> buy all kinds of t-shirts dude awesome that's gonna be sick well, what about uh, Gotti after researching when you can have a nickname or not? Well, the, <laughs> oh, well yeah. Sent me, yeah, I didn't research it. They just sent me the info on it and said, hey, you can't uh, have a nickname unless you, uh, you know, transgender. Hmm. All right. Oh, you know All what, right. Cody, on that, on I'm that, not... uh, what's, I, I, would, I would sit there with my girlfriend. I'd be like, hey, what do you, you know, what's for dinner tonight? And Domino's would come through and say something like, you know, we're here for you. Order two or more, you know, it's like yeah, they're definitely <laughs> listening, man. Through the microphone, I guess. Well, when you order Domino's every day. Well, that's true. I love the app. and I Not a lot of guests. That's true. I love the app, and you can watch it being, you know. It is a great it app. It is an awesome app. And now they just introduced, yesterday I got an update on the phone for my Domino's app, <laughs> and they just introduced hotspots. So, it you know, it's GPS-based location, so it knows where you're at, and it has hotspots around. So you can have a pizza delivered to a park or wherever. Oh, you don't need an actual address. You can, you know what I mean? You can have a freaking pizza yeah. delivered to this park bench that's famous, you know, or whatever. I don't know, but it's cool. At, at, so when you're out at the, the track up here? When you're out on a secret, you're out at a secret date at a park bench somewhere. Yeah, you, yeah. you could order a pizza. You can look at all the hotspots in your area, pick one, go there. Yeah, you're out on a rendezvous or something. You can plan it for at this park and get a pizza delivered. You know? It's interesting. Check it out. Go, Good to know. You have the Domino's app, right? You guys? All of you? I don't. All right, well, I, I, don't I, I only got it. I got it just because you said I needed to right, have it. Right. So, good, good man. So just check it out, Jason. Make sure it's updated. There you go. I don't have a Domino's near me, so I do not have it. All right. Well, but now I... you can get one at a park. Huh? There might not be any hot spots in Tower City. There's only like 10 people there, but okay. Ouch. But you know what? The Taco the Taco Bell is – they have an app, and they're try, obviously they're trying to, to sell it, you know, people download it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one of the benefits is you can go in there, you order it, you know, ahead of time. And when you do that, you get a, uh, a free Doritos Locos Taco. Wow. Which I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like that, that actually made me think about downloading it. Right. So they, all, they almost yeah. had me. Important. I like it. So, all right, number three. We, uh, 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 number three, another great question. How's the sports ball we going? We touched on this already. Next, four. What's sports ball? J- uh, it's Kirby's softball. Uh, or, oh, yeah. Or football or 
us talking about sports, any probably. Of, yeah. Any kind yeah. of ball. Yeah, it's a joke on that. This number four, <laughs> the number four question is for Jason because he went and saw Ready Player One. Oh, good, good point. Yeah. Okay. He says, "What, what you think of the Bigfoot in uh, Ready Player One movie?" Uh, I mean, do you want like a, you want a serious answer or? Just, not uh, <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I, to me, I, I had no idea what I was getting into going to see this movie. Uh, but apparently it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, video game related. Video game related. And it's really a cool movie. I mean, I I mean, I only went and saw it, honestly, because their Bigfoot was going to be in it. But <laughs> but it's a computer. It's a it's a computer generated Bigfoot oh, okay. um, CGI. that one of the, one of the, yeah, one of the characters in the movie, um, well, yeah, it gets kind of crazy explaining all this, yeah, but <clears throat> one of the people in the movie was a eighties and nineties, um, you know, fan of the eighties and nineties, uh, pop culture. And, in the movie, there's constantly things that were popular in pop culture in the 90s, in the 80s. References so, and stuff, yeah. References. So the DeLorean from Back to the Future is in the movie, and right. music from music from those days, and so many things from that. So that's why Bigfoot's in it, because one of the characters in the movie, um, in one of the races... Uh, one of the friends drives the DeLorean. He drives the Bigfoot. Uh, so that's why Bigfoot was in the movie. From a technical standpoint, the truck didn't look anything like a real Bigfoot. No. But, cause, you know, it's like they had the wrong body style for the wrong paint job. There was no roof on it. Oh, here we uh, go. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So from a technical standpoint... From a technical standpoint, it wasn't super accurate. But Probably staying away from copyright infringements. No, they actually got permission. I, I talked oh. to the guys. Oh, really? They got full permission to use uh, – because, I mean, in the movie, when – I mean, there's – it's huge. It says Bigfoot right on the door. Oh. And, you know, it's – and it has their, you know, their logos on it. And so it was like the real deal. I mean – for 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 them, it's probably a huge, a big uh, draw. Sure. Well, it's a big thing, you know. Obviously, you got you're in a Steven Spielberg movie. I mean, that's <laughs> no more. Sneeze at. So, hmm. what was interesting, you know, the stuff that I think about is, you know, you look at the the truck in the movie, and you're like, well, they got some of their sponsors on it. So they got Fire Firestone on there. They got Summit. Uh, you know, some of their their longtime sponsors are also on the truck. Jazz. So, you know, and it's a big deal uh, to have the legitimate logos on something in the movie like that where you're basically advertising, right? Hmm. So, okay. But anyway, I, it was a cool movie. I didn't know anything about what was going to happen. And, uh, I mean, I've heard kids like, you know, Damon's age and, Kids that are like 16, 17, 18, they think it's like the best movie they've ever seen. Oh. Wow. And I'm like, I don't know. The whole thing's 
like most of it's computer generated. I'm like, you know, saw Boondock Saints. I'm like just looking around, like, Ugh, is this over yet? <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean no, I mean, it, it like, is. all right, Allison, Bigfoot's gone, we're out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and all that happens. What's funny is all that happens in like the first ten minutes. Oh so it's man, like, that's brutal. I'm just thinking. I'm like, is, I'm like, is this the last scene? <laughs> Like, well, oh, I'm done. <laughs> but, no, it, it is a good movie. It really is. I mean, I, I you know, I kind of got into what was going on, and there's a, you know, there's a lot of thinking going on in this plot, This what they had going on. Hmm. It's definitely recommended to go see it. No, I look forward to fast-forwarding through it. Yeah, you're good <laughs> yeah. at that. All right, next question. What's next? That takes care of How about common. something for Cody? Uh, well, Gotti Jr. asked a dumb question. We'll just skip yep. it. Um, <laughs> and then Sturgill uh, posts a picture, says, please explain who is this for. And I believe it's Cody driving a boat with flipping the bird. Somebody. <laughs> yeah, that goes around frequently now. That's like the standard. Rob Sturgill loves that picture. It's like, yeah, that picture shows up. Leave it to Sturgill. Yep, he's internet internet guy. Hmm. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, we'll come back to Chili Duncan's maybe. Um. Okay, Kurt Wanger asks, "What thing are people obsessed about that you think doesn't really matter in RC?" And also the opposite. What's the most important thing people overlook? Hmm. Well, the overlook's easy. It's tires. Really? <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, I, I think people pay attention to it, but I don't think they give it enough credit. I mean, mm. I'd say, especially dirt racing, I mean, the carbon racing is a little bit less fire game, because usually it's hand out, you just run them, but on the dirt, it's like if somebody comes over and there's a serious problem, it's, it's usually the tires aren't quite broken in enough, or Something like that. So, I mean, I'd still say that's the most overlooked, even though people are clued into it. Wow. Right. The thing people obsess too much. Oof. Hmm. I don't know. A lot of things. Say. It's funny though, because like the thing people obsess about too much, it's like I can say it, and I probably do it as well. Like, and it happens in stock racing. It's the the power. All those guys this last weekend at the stock nets, it was like. The whole time in practice, it was like power, 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 power. And mm-hmm. that didn't matter at all in the end. <laughs> like, I'd say Dakota had just a mediocre power situation. And, I mean, I wouldn't – yeah, it was just like – and he ended up winning. It's just they, – they were almost worried too much about that versus just driving like they normally do. I'd say those guys almost had more mistakes running stock than they do running mod just because – uh their focus wasn't there on the driving. They were too worried about if their car was fast enough. Good point. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I I saw that, you know, similar similar thing. I mean, there were people there that had more power um, than the guys that were maybe up front, but, I mean, it's like they're out there watching these guys. Like, they'll watch us, some car hit the triple, and they're like, oh, man, we're screwed. And it's like they don't 
even look at the lap there like a second a lap faster than whoever it was. So <laughs> mm. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It's just they're not used to doing it. So, but I, I think a lot of that's like everyone's out there worried about a tiny bit of steering or power or whatever they're looking for, and you know, I have two marshals in a run, so mm. doesn't really matter. Good point. Um. Tim Merzen says, I think you, I think I might have heard your name on an old podcast today. Were you involved with the B4? And then Adam Rails replies real quick, yep, it was basically his car. Uh, well, I didn't do the B4. That was like before I was even involved. But yeah, I've done like a bunch of the different uh, 10 scale electric cars since the B4. Um, I started working there when big bores were kind of coming out for the associated stuff. So oh. the B4 had been for a long time before that. <laughs> so I was probably there when they did the, like the Cavalry Worlds car. It's like after he won the 2011 Worlds. But, no, the B4 was, uh, I'm not sure exactly who designed it. Maybe either Torrance de Guzman or Kurt Winger. One of those guys, or maybe both of them. Yeah, what, what, I, what I remember... We still there? Yeah, I was in Utah now. Well, what I remember is what I thought was, uh, you know, Kurt kind of came up with, you know, the basic design where the locations and the, you know, everything was set of, you know, the the critical, and then Torrance actually did the modeling of the the production car. Oh, now now that I read the I read the replies to this question, it was Kurt Wanger that he he originally asked the question and then they commented say, saying Adam Rails said, "Yep, it was basically his car," referring to Kurt Wanger. Okay, I was uh, okay. a little confused. Say, Got Adam, Adam should. Well, did we all right? Did we lose Cody? No, we're straight. Cody's still there. Oh, oh okay. Here. I thought we lost you. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like we drop you sometimes, but I guess no. you're still here. <laughs> so next next question next next question um ah uh, stefan or is it is it steven i i'm not even going to take a chance at that yeah, last name it. there there's p's and f's uh so yeah, it's like steven said, I don't know who it is. <laughs> i'm gonna go with uh fife over <laughs> A lot of X in that name. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> Is Cody coming in at EOS next season? Want to race the T6.1 against him? Uh, I wish I was going. Those are some of my favorite races to go to, but no, probably not. It's just, I mean, we, we have a bunch of good drivers and helpers over in Europe. It just makes more sense for them to go usually, so... Every once in a while, we'll take a trip over and do one of those, but I'll say most likely not. But the truck is pretty fun on carpet, so we'll get the we'll get the setup posted from Spencer at the Oregon race. Right on. Um, I ask how fast RC cars go. Chris Trudeau, do you ever just pl- go play with RC cars or bash, crawl, etc.? Is it only racing or testing, and do you ever just have fun? Uh, 
Uh, I haven't in a long time. I mean, that's how I got started with it, though. I was doing, like, some bashing before I was racing. But, no, I mean, it's been – I did a couple RTR projects working associated, and, you know, sometimes with those you have to go out and do some of that stuff. But, no, not really on my own time. Not Not as into that stuff. It's all where I don't have now. a monster truck. <laughs> monster truck. You need a monster truck, bro. Um, Tim Merzen asked uh, about the pronunciation of associated. Is it associated or associated? Uh, and then he says, from, from the later 90s till about 2011, most of the changes in two-wheel buggy were refinements to previous designs do you think now that mid-motor has been figured out a bit that we'll see another period of time like without major design changes uh i think it's slowed down a little bit now i mean it seems like you know we went from rear motor to stand up to lay down and that all happened quickly but yeah i mean it's hard to say i mean if we if we knew what the next thing was, we'd already be making it. Right. I, I I could see it kind of being a little bit more of a wall. Most of the cars have a ton of adjustments more than we used to, and they're pretty capable of running on a lot of different stuff. Unless something crazy, you know, some new concept comes out that really is a huge improvement. I could I could see it being a little bit more refinement at this point, but I don't know. It doesn't take much these days for something to be quite a bit better and there's a lot of companies now so the more companies there are there's more people out there trying to figure out the next latest and greatest thing so that usually more competition. makes it go yeah. yep i mean i guess there's always been more companies but you know a while back in intense scale there was it was really only two right right that kept things slower, and then the electronics were terrible back then, so that slowed things down. Everyone is worried about, you know, cutting their, cutting the comm, putting new brushes on. Nobody was putting a millimeter ball set of washers in their car. <laughs> Preoccupied. Yep. Yep. Um, and then he asks, were there any ideas for the B6.1 that didn't make the cut for production? I mean, if there was, um, it's not like you'd reveal that, probably. I mean, sometimes, I can't specifically think of one from this vehicle, but there has been stuff in the past where you want to attempt something, mm -hmm. but some, you know, there could be a a worry about failure or worry about it maybe being a step backwards. It's like being too risky. Sometimes you'll, you won't pull the trigger because of something like that. Um I can't think of anything on this part. There has been um, things like that on previous generations where we, I wouldn't say held back because that's not really the right term, but didn't maybe do something we kind of wanted to explore just to play it more safe. So especially with the two-wheel drive buggy, that, that's the biggest class. I don't know if it's the biggest class worldwide, but for sure the biggest class for Associated. So right. if, uh, if you did something really detrimental, that would be a huge problem. So that stuff that's more like um, kind of new or out of the ordinary usually has to go through some pretty serious testing before it makes it into a kit. 
Right on. And his last question. Uh, why hasn't a two-gear transmission ever been used in off-road? Uh, just getting the ratio right. You'd have to, like, 2.6 to 1. You can't really, well, that's what, like, what our car is. Most of the cars are pretty close to that. Um, usually between two gears, you don't want to jump up more than two to one at a time. So it just, it, it causes gear match problems. Plus, you have, you know, you can imagine to keep, to make it about the same ratio as it is, the uh, the diff gear would have to be huge. So, so that way the top shaft would be bigger too, so you could get the motor far enough away from the diff for it all to fit. It's really just a packaging thing. I mean, the other problem with two gears, you're going to be back to the four-gear motor orientation, which isn't uh, a good thing for most of the tracks we run on. So you could do it with a belt, I guess, like two gears with a belt between them would be the only really um, reasonable way to do it. Cool. Interesting. Um, all right, Adam Rails, question for Cody. What is your favorite aspect of the design process of a new car? And then he – oh, nope. He, that wasn't a reply to that question. That was a previous. So, yeah, what is what is your favorite aspect of the design process of a new car? Um, I, It's usually something that's like you hate in the beginning. It's like something that you don't really have a good way of figuring out. Like you usually hate it the whole way through, but then towards the end, once you kind of get it figured out and start to make progress on it, those are usually the best ones because you actually feel like you had to, you know, put a lot of thought into it. You know, like a suspension arm a lot of times is pretty simple. It's like, you know, you, you just got to figure out the length and your shock locations. But when you kind of take an idea that starts out um, not so good and it turns out to be, you know, one of your favorites, that's usually the best stuff. Like that, uh, we had that that new rear arm insert on our new two wheel drive rear arm to kind of get the shock locations closer together. That went through a lot of iterations, and uh, I kind of proposed an idea that was basically the same concept. It just wasn't as clean. And uh, I'm really glad that you know we got together and a lot of people gave their input to make it better. Because even though it accomplishes the same thing, the original way I had it done would not have been nearly as nice as it came out so anything like that that you kind of just everyone gets together and really brainstorms to make it better so it's, it's the, the the normal you know like making a ball cup that just kind of is what it is there's nothing <laughs> you, you draw i guess you can make it aesthetically different but right it's the products that are kind of just different than whatever, whatever else has been done Yeah, basically, I think what he's saying is the process <laughs> from uh, starting something that you know is going to be a long haul is really frustrating because <clears throat> you know it's going to be, you're going to have a ton of different versions and you're going to keep refining and changing. and So it's just a long process that's, frustrating because you're never making yourself happy like every little version you're just like ah, i don't really like this and then you're just like changing it and changing it and then you're like ah, i kind of like it and then you finally get to the version you like and then you're all of a sudden you're like all right i like this now this is my favorite 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always that feeling and of, like, I, thank God we settle. Yeah. So, and, and that's actually, I, I think, and those are the designing and the engineering side of, of actually doing stuff. It, it is uh, um, painstaking process, I guess. I think it would actually be kind of cool. Well, maybe I'll have to talk to the guys over at AE, but there's been at least two or three parts of these cars that I can think of offhand that have, we ended up making them, but the the progress from like the first concept to where it finished is so different. It'd be kind of cool to post that stuff, but it might be kind of hard to find the hmm. the early version of the files, but I bet you people would get kind of a kick out of it because some of them were like, you'd see the like the first version and you'd be like, holy moly, thank God they didn't make that. <laughs> that would yeah. be cool to check in. I think I have some of, I think I have my original, I think I still have all my original variations when I was working on the B44. Um, <laughs> uh, and it was like, you know, it's just like you're saying, like you, you start off with this, you know, like you got this idea of something and you're, you're working on it and you're just like, ah, oh, God, this isn't coming out to what I was thinking. And then yeah. you're making changes and then you get a little input from somebody. Uh, in my case, you know, I, you know, um, whoever was talking with me on the project at the time, whether it was Cliff or Kurt or somebody, and then you make more changes and then you start like, all right, I'm kind of feeling this a little bit more. And then um, I, I think I have some of those things. I don't remember. Uh, I'd have to check. I, I haven't looked at my home computer in forever. Yeah, it's pretty interesting for sure. Yeah, I mean, the the ones offhand I can think of would be that re- the new rear arm on the two-wheel drive, um, the insert for the shocks, that went through a lot. The B6 battery strap, it's got like that. It's got the different, you know, the battery strap's got the different holes on the side. And, it just, you know, mm-hmm. and then the battery itself, the battery strap itself fits tight on the battery, and that's how you move it. It seems like simple now. Like I can't even understand how I didn't come to that in the beginning, but the first variations of that were so much more complex. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure I could dig that one up. It'd, it'd be pretty funny to post this as like maybe it's like an April Fool's thing next year. <laughs> That'd be good. All right, next one is uh, kind of a running uh, goof here. Tim Murs and word on the street is that Venti very berry refreshers are the best drink to improve lap times is this true no it's, it's a false. fake news since <laughs> we're drinking those things it was going out of style at the organ race and i did haul lap them in truck so <laughs> don't get fooled <laughs> by that mm. he did say that he got j-lo to buy a, a to get the new starbucks credit card so he can go to starbucks more often hmm well, it, I, I feel like I could get more credit for going. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, my, I, out of nowhere, my cousin chimed in here and says, uh, uh, this is for me and Gotti, yeah. who do you think is a better chance of going to the Super Bowl, Pats or Niners? I already answered it. And I, yeah, right. I mean, I, I said legit Pats have a better chance, you know. 
maybe Niners in a couple years. No big deal. Uh, Chris Christo, uh, why does the SC6.1 slash T6.1 use the B64 rear hubs and not the B6.1 style? Uh, well, I didn't do this project, but I, I know at least the answer. I don't know why the, maybe this was chosen, but the arm is a lot longer on the truck. So you the, the two-wheel drive, the B6 hub, has a lot of offset. So if you use that hub on the new truck, it would be much too wide. It would be illegal. So the B64 hub is a very similar design. It just... Um, I think it reduces the width of the car by maybe three or four millimeters per side. So, because the arm's longer, that brought everything back into the, the normal width. All right, there you go. Answered that one for you, bud. Uh, let's see, next question. Uh, Chris Russ, how much do you know about the oval community and? How do you feel about the growing number of associated conversions in that market? And do you have any interests in trying it out? Uh, I don't actually know a ton about it. We actually have looked into making an oval car, but <laughs> it's funny. Like we were all like, everyone in the engineering room kind of got gung ho to do a. I don't remember if it was a sprint car or a late model version, but once we started looking into it, it's just a lot more specialized than. I think we were ready for you'd almost like you'd have to really commit to doing it. I think mm -hmm. unless you just wanted to make like a, a more fun version of it or it just aesthetically looks right. Those guys are, I mean, it's pretty in tune. Like, I mean, I don't know if all of them have it, but like one of the ones we were looking at the rear arm has like an adjustment to change the toe on the arm. It, it's, it's some pretty cool stuff, but I, I, I just think they would have to really make the decision and know there's a big enough market to put that kind of time into it. It's, it's pretty evolved by this point. But they are pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I mean, to me, what I would see is I actually think that to do do the oval car right, it would have uh, more probably more parts and more adjustments than a B6 race car would. Um, yeah. Because you know, you're talking about, like, variable, you know, A-arms, different lengths. You're talking about A-arms that you can uh, adjust toe in on the A-arms. Um, you know, the cars aren't symmetrical at all in terms of left to right uh, on parts. And, you know, in our side, we're relying on things being, a lot of things being symmetrical at times because it makes the car less expensive. Yeah, I mean, you combo that with, I mean, that's a pretty specialized racing. And it's like when you're racing oval where I'm not trying to make this sound easier. It's just different. It's like the, it's easy to drive. It's not easy to go fast, but there's no jumps. And it's, you know, it's just an oval track. So if your car or whatever you make isn't as good, it's going to be very obvious. So just to take a stab at it, and hopefully it's good from the get-go, is going to be pretty far-fetched. And then... You know, most of these companies that are involved with it are a little bit smaller and have uh, the ability to make little refinements and updates frequently, which if you can't do that, you're just, you're not going to be able to kind of race in that type of racing. Sure. Which associates, it, 
they're too big at this point to kind of be the company that has a car that they make, you know, they update it, you know, several times a year. It's just not going to happen. So, and if you make something that even if it looks cool and it works pretty good and in, in, in oval racing, you know how it is, but if it's not the fastest thing, you just can't really run it. You're not just going to go out drive somebody that bad. answer uh steve charles um his thoughts your your thoughts on the t6.1 and will there be a carpet version um i don't know at this point no i mean the the buggy we're able to do two different versions because the the sales on the two-wheel drive buggy are the highest of all of our cars for sure um the truck stuff, the sales are okay, but it's just, you know, there, there's minimum order quantities on these kits, and you're basically, you have to order twice as many. It's not really a problem with the first time you order a kit. Yeah, there's enough sales, but it's the reorders down the road. That right. would get to be a problem with two different versions of the truck. But I don't know. I mean, that could change if the way carpet's growing, um, it's getting bigger, and I honestly think trucks the, mo- the second most fun class to drive on carpet. So, who knows if that if that gets the truck class bigger, then it's not like they wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like um, I was talking about it with Cody a little bit too, but uh, you know, it's like on dirt, four wheel drive is like one of the best classes to run because. You know, they have traction, they're nice to drive, but like on carpet and AstroTurf, they actually are almost like the worst cars to drive. Too much grip. Yeah, and then like, you know, so Cody was almost saying or thinking that, you know, this these truck classes or modified or 13.5 truck classes could be really popular on carpet and Astro because they're actually kind of fun to drive. Like truck actually needs that grip to kind of make it, a little more fun. Yeah, I mean, it was fun at the race. It drives, I don't know, 90% the same as your two-wheel drive, where a four-wheel drive feels completely different. And it doesn't share any parts. At least the truck shares the majority of the parts. So, I mean, if I ever, well, I'm not going to say if, when I go to a carpet race again, it will for sure be two-wheel drive and truck again. That made it easier to travel. I needed less stuff. It was fun. Yeah, it was just that was those are the two best classes on carpet at this point. The thirteen five four wheel drive class is decent. It's like the modified four wheel drives though to go fast. You have to have them so on the edge. It just it's not even really fun to watch to be honest. <laughs> it's like watching Center and Mayfield <laughs> out there. It's you know there's some other people out there that have their cars maybe looking better, but they're just not fast like to what those guys are running. And yeah, yeah. I don't I don't have yeah. that much time to deal with it anymore so the truck class is my second class for carpet sweet um Javier Anaya asks will we see you racing more again like you used to or you just stick to the engineering slash R&D work and testing uh it's probably gonna stay like it is for now I mean I like going to the track but it's, it's I think it, to me it's more work than it used to be even though you don't have like all the electronic problems like we used to it's just it's a lot of 
tire prep and car prep and I don't know. We'll see. I've just been busy. This year's been busy. Just all kinds of stuff, work and bought a house and stuff. So busy with other things. I still keep up with it. Like I'm watching Silver State, you know, as we speak, but it's just uh, not as much time personally at the track, but I still pay attention to what's going on. Okay. Question for Pete Phillips, fan of the show. Is AE considering an entry into the solid axle monster truck segment? Uh, yeah, this is similar to the oval question. I know at one point they were looking to make something, but I'm not sure because it was kind of, I wasn't really working on that, those projects, but I'm not sure what derailed it. If it was when they looked into it, if it was maybe more in depth than they thought and they're just going to have to wait or whatever, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely been a consideration. There's no reason not to. It's just, uh, there's really not that, you know, these com- these companies don't have as many employees as you think they do, so kind of <laughs> deciding who to put on these projects and when is um, usually the biggest hurdle. I mean, there's only three people, full-time employees associated that do design work, so we race, we do a lot of racing classes that take up the majority of those guys' time. All right. Uh, final question, uh, Chris Trudeau. One tool in the pit box you can't leave home without, and can't is all caps. So it sounds very important. Uh, these days, it's the the Makita. I actually never used to use a drill to work on my car. I don't know if I've just gotten lazier or if when we. I think it was when we went to Metric Hardware, because that's when everything was a two a two point millimeter screw or a hex size. So as soon as that happened, it's like the drill. I used to use the drill for everything. I, I'll be setting gear mesh, and I'm using the drill. <laughs> so, yeah, I've seen like, Mayfield do when that. It, when, it, when it was uh, 440 hardware, it was like you had a 116, 564, 332. So changing the bit was like <laughs> yeah. more cumbersome than just using hand tools. But as soon as it was like all one size, I don't even know if I get my like regular tools out anymore. It's like the Makita and a nut driver, and that's wow. it. Wow. It is. It's. I, it it is nice. I don't bring it when I go to the track or the races, but I always ask somebody to use one. Like when I go to take my wing off or something, I'm like, "Ugh, can I use oh. your McKee?" <laughs> Jeez, that's great. I, mean, I don't even know how you, you know, there's races without it. I mean, when I get there, it's like I open up my toolbox, and the only thing I take out right away is the Makita. <laughs> It's like, I know I'm going to need it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's that funny. and, uh, yeah, I mean, everything else is, I mean, honestly, these days, if you show up to these, especially the carpet races, if you show up with a setup that you know is good, I mean, you don't really have to do a ton, unless it's just an oddball layout or mm-hmm. something. It's just, it's all, that's why I do it more these days. It's a little bit easier to do it less frequently than the dirt racing because the, the tires work right away and as long as the carpet's a similar grip level your setup should be about the same as the last time you went so a little easier to get out there and get on pace right away 
my uh, my tool in the pit box that I can't can't leave home without is the uh, J Concepts camera cage. <laughs> I do have that. Gotta have good. <sighs> Gotta have a camera gauge. It's better than before Jason had that, and I just used like you know a soda can or whatever. Eyeball. Like the closest <laughs> degrees. I got this. You know, honestly. You know what's funny is when I race, I still don't use a camber gauge. It shows. Like... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it just feels like one of those adjustments. I'm like, it's not wasting my time, but eh, close like enough. Between... It's like between the tires and wheels not being perfectly true, and then swapping the car. And good point. You no. Know, Making good points. It's like you know, it changes you know with the camber game throughout suspension. It's just like as long as it's, I don't know, it sounds terrible, but as long as it's pretty close to one degree, I'm okay with it. If it's po- you know, as long as it's not positive, then it looks bad. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's what I've always said about the camber. Is I'm like, I'm like, where do you want me to set it? Do you want me to set it with the ball clips slacked in or slacked out? Do you want me to set it on the part of the wheel or the tire that, you know, it's not perfectly true. Like maybe I glued my tire. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, I I can't remember, you know, how many times like back in the old days, somebody's like, you know, it's like your parents buy you the RPM camber gauge and you're like <laughs> trying this thing out. And like you set your camber like, and you look at it and you're just like, this doesn't look freaking right. <laughs> and, and then I just change it to whatever I thought, it looked good by eye, and that was I was much happier with that. Yeah, I I always have to do the method where you like set your car down. I, I set it down and roll it forward at ride height mm-hmm. and check it because yeah. if you like, especially in the front end on these cars, the front end like it'll because you have the camber and the toe adjustment. It's like if you roll it backwards versus forward, it changes a decent amount. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm not that picky with it. I'm more picky with the front toe. Like, if it looks funny, that's that's a no-no. Jason, is there camber in monster trucks? There's not any camber in monster trucks. Well, there is toe. Sleep tonight. Do you guys is, are these uh, monster truck events be racing, or is it like yeah? Just, no, they, they they race. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll tag you. We'll tag you in the video. This is the video I'm getting tagged in. Gotti, Gotti, Gotti will be responsible for this. Well, the one you're gonna get tagged in, Cody, is just a bunch of guys doing freestyle until they crash. So, and it and there, this is definitely not very technical looking. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, it's more about it's more it's more about the guy that's just funny, Uh, the YouTuber. Yeah, he's he's just funny. He's a character. (laughs) (laughs) He's a character. (laughs) Well, that's uh, some of the questions for the uh, that that was entered on the page. So we got through them all. Thanks, listeners, sounds good. for submitting. So, what's the? Are, are you like making a full comeback now? You're like you're adding people back a little bit, and 
You gonna start like just trolling everyone, or what's going on here? Who's that, Gotti? I think. Or, yeah. Or J- Jason. <laughs> yeah. Full master Gotti. I think. I think Gotti actually uh, left for a minute. Yeah, he he. It looks like he uh, dipped out for a bit. I don't know what he's doing. He's going to Domino's, maybe. He, just when, when you see him, he just remind him he needs to bust out the the grandma recipe comment. Ooh, good point. More, I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, yeah, grandma's recipe. He's been doing a uh, song lyrics lately. Gra- Grammy Gotti. <laughs> yeah, Grammy got that one. I mean, I I read the whole thing and I've seen it many times. I still read it every time. <laughs> <laughs> now, are they different recipes, or is it all the same? Yeah. They're not the same every time. He's he's varied it a little bit. Yeah, that's a dedicated troll right there. Yeah, if you haven't seen this comment I'm referring to from the one and only, you definitely need to somehow find it. I don't know how you can do that. Right. I've seen it. I just didn't know, like, okay, he just copy-pasting, you know, the same one over and over and over. But, no, he is multiple... Multiple recipes, I guess, from Grammy Gotti. Well, he, he, probably does a little, he probably does a little bit of copy-paste, but maybe he'll change a few ingredients, I guess. Ah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, just remind him. If I don't see that soon, I'm going to be pretty pissed. Yeah. People people seem to, to like that one a lot, too. <laughs> he gets a lot of reactions <laughs> out of that. <laughs> All right, well, I'll let you guys go find this guy so he can end the show. <laughs> Got it! Well, got anything for uh, anything else for Cody, Jason? I was just going to ask him a couple quick questions while we're waiting for Gotti. Was uh, anything else? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say, but projects on the table are you still um got any associated projects you're doing and working on and stuff that people can look forward to associated guys yeah i mean i got a couple things i'm working on over there a few a few little hop-ups for the two-wheel drive but then i got another like a not full kit but like a some cool i can't like talk about it right now because it's like I'm hoping it works well is really the thing, but some cool stuff we're doing, we're, we're testing soon for the two-wheel drive stuff. Um, that would apply to, like, the buggy truck short course. Um, not, like, new kits or anything. It would be more like some parts you can buy, but, um, yeah, I, I think it could maybe take uh, take the cars to maybe another little bit of a step, um, make them a little bit better for the low mid traction dirt tracks. I don't know if it'll really be a benefit on carpet or anything like that, but it's always nice when you can kind of get the cars to be just easier to drive on all conditions. So that's kind of what we're working on right now. Is seems like we've lost a little bit of that with all these new, the new lay down cars, you know, when you get to the track and if your tires and the grip's not up to snuff, it's not really the same level of fun. So try to get that back to where it was. A little teaser. Yeah, this one's a little bit more hush-hush than normal, so. Cool. Operation Hush-Hush. Area 51. Yeah, it's, uh, 
Well, it's it's something that's like not really done yet, so don't want to don't want to give everyone a head start until we at least have it sorted out. Yeah. Then you got that. That's what Scott Hughes used to say back in the day. He would say, "All right, this is totally Operation Hush Hush." <laughs> Scott, he stopped by when we were at the Oregon race. I was w- wondering about that. He's, I mean, he works at Lunsford now, so he should be close. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I knew who it was because, like, right when I started, he was still kind of racing. Um, but, he, you mm-hmm. know, he walked up and he talked to Joe and, and Mayfield. And <laughs> I'm sitting there with Spencer on the other side. And I look over at Spencer. I go, do you know who that is? He's like, no idea. I'm like, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> yes. He's like, you should see his old pictures. He looks just like Jason. <laughs> yeah, there was some times where we were definitely accused of being brothers. <laughs> hey, back in the back in yeah, the uh, early say say that again, bud. Didn't hear you, Cody. I think he still looks like pretty much the same. I mean, you definitely wouldn't, you know, confuse him for anyone. You you still recognize him. So. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> He's very much very similar. He was one of my favorite off-road drivers back in the day because he was literally the only guy running a Futaba radio. Hmm. I remember hmm. I was I was cheering for him at the '96 Roar Nats. I'm like, okay. ah, he's a chance to win it. It's the only guy up on the stand with a Futaba radio. <laughs> and then the privateer Chris Bing happened. Well, the only thing that Did hasn't changed since then, there's still only probably one guy with the two power. Oh! Wow. <laughs> oh! Hey! <laughs> Damn. Lots has changed in 20 years, but that's still the Really? Thing. That's crazy. Well, maybe. Could you imagine? Uh, could you imagine if. Uh, If I would have beat Ken Walls, <laughs> I, I was just uh, yo. I was just gonna say that was the same race where Jason could have ended Team Mosey's four-wheel drive efforts once dude, and for all. I was, as Scotty said earlier, I was this close. <laughs> Can you see it? I was this, this close. This close. This close to ending. Putting Mosey. Yeah, so Cody was business. Co- Cody good. wasn't wasn't racing or maybe barely born, but. Um, <laughs> when Losey first prototyped their double X4, they brought it to the Roar Nationals in Pennsylvania in 96. And um, so the thing was all handmade. John Anderson made the whole car. There was only three of them. It was hand- a Kenwald hood app, and John Anderson had the three prototype double X4s. So they had, like, magnesium chassis and Delrin everything. And, um, you know, it looked badass. So for whatever reason, Reedy signed a few of us up for four-wheel because it was like, I don't remember why, if it was a world's year or why we were signed up for four-wheel, but somehow, like, I I won A1 somehow of four-wheel, and I was just like, the whole time, just like, oh my god, these guys are going down, dude, this is going to be hilarious. And the hype, the the double X four hype oh, was nuts. It was off the charts. Oh, it was crazy. 
even though they had dumb spoke wheels, it was still crazy hype. You were almost winning. I, I mean, that's, my goodness, I mean, uh, I was never almost winning. I, I got, I got, a, I still got second overall, and I was just like, I didn't even care about four wheel. That's what was fun. It's like, you know how it's like. <laughs> no, no pressure. Know, just go f around, drive. Yeah, like you know, two wheel. Because I ran three classes, so was, your two wheel and truck, those were the main ones, and four wheel was just like, oh whatever. You'll kind of get in the main, and and then. Uh, wow. Yeah, I won a one. I got second overall, but. But yeah, had to go to A3. Kenwald had to earn his money and keep that four wheel alive. <laughs> yeah, that thing wasn't long lived then, right? It wasn't that short like 99 or 2000. It was, well, you're saying it was still the same car then? No, but I mean, if the double X didn't come out until 96, wasn't the triple X already out in like 1999? Uh, yeah, so 96... Double X4. Yeah, Double X4 is the four-wheel drive. And uh, that was the 96 National, so it was in the summer. And I think uh, 90, in 97, the four-wheel came out. Right, yep. And then in 99, then in 99, they made the triple the triple X two-wheel. When did the so drive? I was the triple X four-wheel drive. Triple X four wheel, I want to say, well, Matt Francis, I, I want to say is 01. I think you're right. Uh, 2001. Mm-hmm. Which is, seems like a really short run. Seems like a really short run to have had a, a double X four wheel. Well, that's what I was getting at. For back then, that was like a really short time frame for a car. Yeah, that was had to be like a really bad decision. <laughs> but well, was, the only thing pretty... is they still ran the double X for like they like ran the double X and the triple X for a long time. Like just yeah, you picked whatever one you thought was better. Yeah. Think guys used to go back to the. I remember X? they let. Yeah. Well, supposedly there's a big story about how there was a world in 2001. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be 2001, but it ended up being in 2002 in South Africa because of 9/11. Oh. So, so the so it was in 2002, and that's when this triple X was four wheel was brand new. And uh, supposedly Losi wanted everybody to use the triple X because that was the newest car out. And they wanted everyone to use the triple X four wheel. Well, Yuka Stanari busted out the double X. Like he was the only one that brought it because the other guys were like, Okay, we're supposed to run the triple X. So Yuka broke out the double X and ended up winning the four wheel portion of the race with the double X and he was supposed to be running the triple X. So <laughs> well, Matt France for the Matt, next decade think, they ran both. Yeah, and I think Matt Francis actually TQ'd with the triple X, but Yuka ended up beating him in the main with the double X, so he got... So Matt was super pissed. (laughs) Whoops. Matt won two-wheel anyway, I think, but... That was the real, like, weird time period that Associated didn't really have their act 
completely together in in the racing uh, market with a new vehicle, and the generations of the drivers were kind of switching hands. So yeah, I mean, it's just weird Matt, to think that a company could even just not have a four wheel drive. Like that could even be a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So at that particular time, Associated had that uh, the B three X which was the car that was had some features of the B4. I think that's what Mark Pavitas ran at that race for Associated. And um, I don't even remember if Billy Easton was there. Maybe he was. But it was the weird where, like, the generations of the Pavitas, the Kinwald, the Greg Hodaps, and then there became, like, you know, there was that inner kind of the in-between generations of, like, the Travis Amescuas. And, uh, and Matt Francis kind of got in there, and that's when he kind of, he had, like, a nice little run there for a few years. Well, and now we can't get rid of these guys that are fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and, we, and especially in 10-scale off-road, he's still got the, you know, the Ryans and... Um, so, yeah, it's like same. Well, I mean, there's guys that kind of joined the party, but it's like those guys are still pretty hard to beat. Yeah, very few and far between of uh, guys able to get in and, and race with those guys. And, and I mean, I know you said it, Cody, like when you've raced and raced as well as you can and you're just like, how do these guys beat me? Like, you're like, I don't understand why these guys keep beating me. Like, well, especially, uh, like, every time. It's like, you know, you got your friend, like, <laughs> the guys that are kind of on your level you race with, and it's like, you know, you you win some, they win some. And sometimes you, like, smoke the other person. So you'd think, like, everyone could here and there beat whoever, but it just, like, doesn't work like that. With them. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like these guys, it's, yeah, it's wild. It really is. Yeah, that's I mean, why I was saying. You know, Ryan, 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 and Jared. It's like they've been the fast guys since before I was even racing. So it's like I never was really beating them consistently. But like Spencer, it's like I remember he started getting fast. Like you know, I'd always beat him. And then there was a time when it's like, oh man, he's kind of getting close. And then there was like, the, oh man, he finally beat me. But I can still beat him. And then it was like the full on. All right, well that's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yep. It just is what it is. They're good. I mean, you beat them every every once in a while, but it's like everything has to work out. Your weekend has to go good. You know, usually the re- way you beat them is like when they're losing to one of the other ones, and they just get mad and purposely wreck. Yeah, they That's have a they, yeah, they blow out uh, mentally, blow out. Yeah, you're like happy to get win. fourth, and they're not content with anything other than the win, so then they just get 10th instead. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's what happens. Well, I think that's about all we got. Cody, appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no problem. It's good to hear from you guys. Yeah. Uh, you guys are oh. you're back. You're, I was like, it was a hiatus. I was wondering where, where you were hiding. Huh? Yeah, guy, now I know uh, the whole story. Oh, yeah. Cody requests uh uh you need to you need to go back to the 
when 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 you do troll the Grammy Gotti recipes. Oh, really? Okay. I like those, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely high on the totem pole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It actually came up the other week because I was trying to troll somebody, huh. and I was like, man, I remember it, I was, it made me think of your post, and I'm like, and then it made me remind me of you. I'm like, where the hell has Gotti been? Because, you know, I used to see, you know, you'd share stuff or post stuff, and I was and it's like, huh, his profile's not even on here. Uh, and then I checked my other uh, Facebook page, and that's when I saw you had asked me to do the show. I'm like, huh, his ears are burning. Yeah, or something <laughs> was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, Grammy that's cool. Grammy Gotti recipes. Yeah, so bring back Grammy Gotti. Uh, I will. Yeah. I told everyone on the show that they need to go find your Grammy Gotti post, so okay. you need to start getting that out oh, there. I'll get them back out for you. Not a problem. I wasn't sure if anybody enjoyed that. But. And just to confirm, we, we weren't sure. Do you change the recipe, or is it always – I thought I'd seen different Oh, ones. yeah. She has a lot of recipes I posted. Yeah, yeah. okay. That's what I thought. Right. That's good work. Mm. Are any of them Operation Hush Hush? No. What are you talking about? So, I'm sure. All the all – the, All the – all the recipes, so you, you can show them all. I just oh, yeah, yeah. Any I that. was sharing them. I, you know, it was her dying wish that I pass on the recipes to people, and I figured, what better place to do it than Facebook? That's true. <laughs> help, help people uh, take a trip to Flavortown. Yeah. There must, there must be a lot of dying wishes from grandparents because people definitely offer up on Facebook a lot of uh, things people should do and ways they should do it. Well, uh, it's one thing Grammy Gotti wanted me to do, and I was doing it there for a while for you guys. So I'm glad somebody liked them. That's that's great. Yeah. Try them out sometime. They're great. Well, you've been slacking on it. She'd be pissed. Yeah, I know. I gotta get back in here. I'll, I'll do that for you. <laughs> Not a problem. Share them, share them to everybody associated. Try them out sometime too. They're really good. I will. I'll spam. I'll spam people. With yeah. <laughs> and don't forget to uh, forward calls to fellow associates with the one nine hundred numbers. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I gotta figure out who's not gonna fire me if I do that. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. Just gotta do it to the right yeah. people. Right. Yeah, I feel like there's a, pot- a potential for that not to go well. Wow. So. Rick, you got a tech call in line there's one. There's definitely potential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rick, you're right. If he's listening, he's nice. Got a question about some brushes? I don't know. <laughs> brushes. <laughs> Line one. Brushes, uh, spring combo. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just take this call. Yeah. All right, well, hey, that was fun. I'm glad you're back on the show again. That was great. Thanks for stopping by. For sure, thanks for having me on. I'll, uh, Stop, but you're welcome back. I'll be sure to be looking out on Facebook for some some good updates. Oh hell yeah! And you're welcome back anytime, man. If you right. guys need just to help up. I'm ready. us sell anything for you guys, just let us know. We'll promote it. All, <laughs> our ten, our we'll tens do. and tens of listeners will, you know, buy associated. Almost to okay. a million downloads. <laughs> That's true. We're almost there. This one's gonna put you over the top. I can oh, feel man, it. I hope so. I'd be right. I hope so. All right, Cody. Enjoy the weekend. All right, sounds good. I'll talk Party to you hard. guys. And we'll talk to you again. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, well done. All right, buddy. All right. See, see ya. ya. See you, Cody. Bye.
I had to right. step away for a moment. There was a huge windstorm here. I don't know about how it's down in your end there, Kirby. Uh, it's like swirling winds, almost like I have the feeling like it might rain here soon, uh, but... So I didn't hear to last like probably 10 minutes with you guys and Cody there. And uh, But anyway, the neighbors had one of those, um, what do you call those things? I, I don't want to say gazebo, but it's a metal frame thing, and it, you know, for outdoor picnics, it's a... A canopy, a canopy type thing. Real nice one, though. You know what I mean. And it flew over right. my fence, oh and they were God. knocking on my door to, you know, get permission to go on my fence. But it flew over the fence. And it's all bent to hell. They just put it up a couple days ago. Oh my yeah. God. So that's where I went. So I was Ugh. helping them hoist it over the fence. And... So. Gazebo. I was praying to God like the internet would not uh, go down or anything while you guys were talking, but came back and I was like, oh, wow. thank God, you're still on. So, good news. <laughs> Working yeah. good. So, big thanks to Cody for stopping by again. That was a good one. It, it was yeah. really good. It was great. Pretty informative. Team Associated. It's weird. Cody Newman all. Weird, wild stuff. Yeah, he likes Grammy Gotti recipes. I'm going to have to put those Weird back out there. Weird and Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's wanky time. Huh? I mean, I I kind of forgot about him until he mentioned it. And I was like, oh, God, how could I, I forget? forget about him? I only have like, uh, yeah, I'm like 100 friends on there now. So it's like I kind of just haven't really, I don't know been doing much of anything i i put them i put stuff on jason's post yeah you've been kind of getting back in yeah, on slowly that. on the j concepts post i'll put like you know i put up the lyrics to the to songs and stuff yeah i like yeah. that what was the recent one uh never gonna give you up never gonna let you down rick roll yeah rick yeah rick Astley. yeah it's yeah. the lyrics it was a hit <clears throat> people liked it Kirby's better at trolling now than I am. So. Hey, so here's a my my one buddy uh, shared this on Facebook. This this is legit too. Uh, a New Jersey high school baseball player sues his coach for telling him to slide. <laughs> oh my god! So it says uh, it's, it's real brief. New Jersey judge is being asked to consider whether a high school baseball coach was negligent when he signaled for one of his players to slide during a game resulting in injury. Oh, no. A judge has already dismissed the case, but the uh, appellate court ruled, I don't know what that is, uh, that the lower court judge never analyzed whether the player presented facts in support of his claim that conduct was reckless. The judge will now reconsider the suit and either dismiss it or set a trial. Come oh on. Oh, my God. Ow. Uh, this, this world. Day and age. Yeah, it's going crazy. Hmm. What do you think of that, Jason? I'm still singing that song in my head. <laughs> Never gonna let you down. <laughs> well, go check it out. YouTube it later, Jason. To watch it with Allison. You know what you should be you should be thinking of the uh, NWO entrance. Song. Yeah. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> with Jimi Hendrix. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Yep. 
down with the edge of my hand. Alright guys, you uh, get a good... guys have a good weekend. Alright. How about that? Sounds How good. About you? Uh, go uh, hit some baseballs around and hit some home so, runs. Yeah, so... Well, I'm not a home run hitter, but uh, I'm a base hitter. Yeah, don't forget, if, you're, if your coach tells you to slide, you could, you could, if you get injured, you could sue him. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason, uh, are you going racing? I'm. Uh, no, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be over at the office. Oh, well, we could do another podcast. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta. I gotta write some press releases, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure I could do something. <laughs> I just we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff coming in, yeah. um, in, in the next couple weeks, so I gotta get up to speed on my all my writing. Jason and I and... recorded a podcast earlier today on the Anchor app. Oh, really? Yeah. I called him up this afternoon. He was uh, oh, was uh huh, yeah. We got some. That was all. That was all the Pete Phillips messages, huh? Yeah, yeah. He listened to it, and uh, I got a few people that listen to I can tell when people listen it shows you the listeners and stuff and I was like oh look at that some people download the app to listen to it it was just about 10 minutes cool. long and it was just uh Jason he was just I caught Jason he was busy working on an instruction manual and uh so he he, he wasn't really into it uh, <laughs> preoccupied he acted like he was busy but to me it sounded like he just woke up uh, you might be yeah. right but no, we did. We were, we were talking a little bit in there. We we're trying out the app. It's an Anchor app. It's on the. It's on. It is on Android. You could download it, Kirby. That way we can call you up out of the blue. Okay. Uh, Anchor app, Android, Apple. Download it. And you can listen to anything that we put up there. Then you just go on to the app, cool. search Radio Impound, and we're up there. Excellent. Now, I also can upload to iTunes and stuff, but I didn't choose that. I didn't check that box because I don't want everybody getting confused right now because I'm not sure how it all works. So I don't right. want, like, That's these different call. radial impounds up there. Everybody's like, what the hell is this one? What's this, you know? Like, so I'm just keeping a, I'm keeping everything on the Anchor app right now, just trying it out. So I was driving down the road Separation. today talking to Jason, and it works pretty nice. Not bad. Right, Jason? It was. I thought it was yeah. good. So what cool. I did is I just add Jason to the call, and then he accepts it, and then boom, right there it is. Done. So if you download that, Kirby, we could try it sometime. Just do a little short bit, you know what I mean? We're calling it the Radio Impound drive Through. We're taking that name from Cornette. Oh. And, uh, Excellent. Yeah, most likely Stole it. one of us will be driving down the road and podcasting. Works pretty nice, so. So there you are, fans. Check that out. Anchor app. It's Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R. Google, Apple, download it. Right on. Facebook.com slash Radio Impound. We're also on the Twitters, which I never really use. I don't know why. I'm always on Twitter, but I never... Yeah, you are. I, I hate I love Twitter. Twitter. I love it. Uh, I'm... I don't love it, and I don't hate it. I just don't use it like I used to. I used to be on it... A... Jesus, I have like, I have like almost sixteen thousand tweets. Jesus Christ! I used to be on it a yeah. lot. Now it's just Insta. Instagram is the shit. Now, okay, we're not. A, are, uh, we're by not the way, I tag you guys. I don't understand. I tag you guys daily. I check them out. I'm the only one that responds. You tag Heisey and all these guys. They you're, never respond. You're right. 
You're right. Jason doesn't. He's been sleeping. You know, I actually check them. I just, I don't like the process of liking when you get tagged in something. On Jason, Instagram. you got to trust the process. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yo, how good is that Ben Simmons? Oh, I love Wilt it. Chamberlain Photoshop. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> love it. One. Love it. One point. <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm putting that up right now on my story. Uh, that's so hey, good. Hey, Kirby, your dad was at the uh, – didn't you say your dad was at that Will Chamberlain my, game? My, yep, my dad was there. That was at Hershey Arena. He scored 100 points. Scored 100 wow. points. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty wild. But uh, – And now, pe- you know, people with that playoff game can say, I was there when Ben Simmons, ben Simmons scored one point. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I love. All love right, check out jconcepts.net. Show Jason some love. Check I it mean, out. He takes the time out of his day to be on the show. At least you could do is buy something. Christ. Right. Totally. Yeah. Help him out. Uh, YouTube uh, backslash kk187. Right. Check out some videos of uh, Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> some Siege videos. I gotta. Get, I have a whole bunch of content. I have uh, on my PS4. I just. I just gotta get to edit. Right. I check. I need to sit down and just like knock out like three hours and just edit. I can't videos. say I never so check I them out to. because I always do. That's. Yeah, it's true. That's right. That is. So check true. them out. Especially if you want to learn how to play Rainbow Six Siege, you could just watch Kirby. Heck yeah. Um, and then uh, on YouTube, uh, J Concepts is on there. They they got a lot of stuff. So, J Concepts Garage. Yeah. And then J Concepts. Check it out. Else, J Concepts something. Check that monster truck stuff Thomas, out. The uh, Tom. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas train. train puts up. Uh, <laughs> makes all those videos up for Jason and uh, does a hell of a job, right, Jason? Uh, um, this is on YouTube. I don't know. Whatever you, whatever you guys do. Is this on MySpace? <laughs> so the ones that are on YouTube are actually done by Rich. Oh, okay. And the ones Facebook fi, Facebook Live wow. is uh, Thomas. Oh, excuse Facebook me. Live. I didn't know you had dedicated staff for each uh, social media platform. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Hey, I'm here right now updating. Um, I update the J Concepts. Uh, Instagram. We're not on Instagram, are we, Kirby? Radio Impound. I don't think we ever... Negative. I don't... Okay. You need to be. That would be cool. You could put one photo up and then a little description. Hey, this is on the latest show. Oh, yeah? um, well, Kirby could do that. He's the Instagram don't, master. Don't make, me, don't, make me, don't make me like a publisher, though, because I'm already doing like... I already managed like three or four Instagram. Oh, don't pages, worry. We, so. we weren't even thinking about it anyway. Oh. Well, okay. Uh, I'll let Kirby handle that because Instagram's a. That's more his thing. thing, I'm all over it. All right. I think that's it, guys. I'm going. I'm going to go and. uh, Me too, man. Enjoy the rest of this Friday night. Good luck to anybody out there racing. I'm going to finish my laundry. And, uh. I'm going to check on, uh. 
the Golden State Warriors are currently getting beat by the Pelicans Ooh. right now. I gotta check in on that. Ooh. And uh, the Cavaliers, how about them going up to oh, uh, man. Uh, nobody, nobody expected that. I, Just ask all, all those ESPN anchors, man. LeBron, they mm-hmm. did, yeah. Uh, the goat, He's LeBron. Been big. <laughs> the goat. He has been big, man. If if he gets to the finals, that's what? How many years straight? Eight then? Eight? I think it's eight. It's it might be eight years in a row to the finals. Good Lord, that's crazy. Well, that well is you can nuts. count. It's uh, he went four years in a row with. He went um he went four years in a row with Miami, then he went to Cleveland. And he's been there three yep. in a row. So four plus three. So now three. this could be this year. Um, yeah, so he, that's he's at seven currently. It'll be. And if it could be eight if he got there this year, eight. and then he went there once before with Cleveland. So it'll be nine total. Uh, um, nine total. Be, nine eight total, eight in a row. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That is crazy. That's a crazy stat. I mean, I mean, it, it's it, it is awesome. But he needs to get a few more wins. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, Jordan could never, ever have never. done that. Yeah, never, ever. Especially... Even with the help of those refs. Mm. <laughs> I hope Ernie's listening. Yeah. Ernie listening. Yeah, he... he doesn't even know how to download it, uh, uh, the show. <laughs> download an internet. How do I get... What radio station is this on? Is this can, I, can I get Ernie back on the show? But Ernie wants to be on the show when you guys are here. Every, you know, he doesn't want to be on the show again. It's just me and him. I'll have him. I I want to talk to him. I've never actually. The timing hasn't worked. Well. Yeah, it never works out. Dude, you guys will just be laughing the whole time. <laughs> you guys will be dying laughing. What? With Ernie? Hey, remember, uh, remember that one. When Ernie's on the show. Yeah, your guys are just like, remember this, remember that. It'll, you're it'll, just laughing. Oh, I love it. Oh shit. He, he he wants to be back on it. We'll get him on the show. But but Kirby has to be here. Yeah, there's a lot of you stuff. You have to be about. here. So yeah. we'll, get, we'll get the boss back on. Plus we got um, you know uh, we talked about getting Paul Sicarello oh, on right. because yep. he's uh. Well, Jay, we Jason, got, we're gonna we have to pump out. We're gonna have to pump out more shows, Jason. So you're gonna have to make yourself available. I know, I gotta just quit work altogether and just do this full we'll time. We'll see if he's ready on uh, over the weekend or something. There you go. Alright. Is this a paint job? <laughs> no. Quit work. You can do it before you show up at Podcasting, you know. making money. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, Paul. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name, so. Cicarello. Cicarello. He's a big fan of the show. Guy's done. Guy's done it all in RC. He's he's, he's been racing as long as racing. I can remember. Everything. Oh. And we had a uh, somebody recommended if we could uh, asked if we could get him on, you know. And I was like, you know what, that'd be a good yeah. idea. So I did contact him, and it didn't work out. Uh, but uh, Gotti has. Uh, some renewed motivation. Oh, sure do. I'm I, I really do. I'm and, excited. Uh, I'm I'm happy. Tebow excited. Yeah, I'm Tebow excited. Ooh. I'm just 
been happy for the past week. It's been great. So. Word. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Radio Impound Podcast cool. number 170. Oh. Yeah, 170. Getting close. Brought to you by the NWO.